like um, a lot of I, I brought up yesterday that at the beginning of this song that we play every morning on the show, it's from the Private Parts uh, soundtrack. Is it from the Private Parts soundtrack? Yeah. Where is that from? Yeah, yeah. It's from the Private Parts soundtrack. I thought I was saying something weird. But um, um, I said at the beginning of the song, let me get here, I... I, I a lot of people wrote me about this. We'll start with the fans writing to us about this. Um, and it's good. I think I now know where that really comes from. All right. Here we go. At the top of the show yesterday, I wondered what the O sound was that plays in the beginning of our Great American Nightmare theme song by Rob Zombie. Here is the sound I am talking about. It's like ow. somebody got caught by surprise doing something. Yeah, right. Exactly. Now, um, here's the here it is isolated, so you can hear what I'm talking about. Okay. Most people who wrote thought it was a drop of the late comedian Sam Kinison, which would have made sense that when Rob created this song, he knows our show. He knows how much we loved Sam and how many times we had Sam Kinison on. So uh, this was the theory that it came from the Sam Kinison scream. Oh! Okay. <laughs> There's oh! Sam. That's that's actually oh! Sam. And then, you know. Could be. Could be. But I think this theory is better, and I think this theory is completely right on. To my ears, here is the answer to uh, the question. Uh, people wrote this. Obviously, the O at the very beginning of Great American Nightmare. Oh, this one is Kinnison. It's Kinnison. Kinnison. Okay, but here it is. The noise at the beginning of the theme song is the end of Pig Vomit's rant from the movie Private Parts. When he ends his rant with Howard Stern can kiss my ass in hell, it goes right into the theme song. So you're hearing the L. And I believe he's right because, um, here, listen to this. How about that? Howard Stern, huh? Fucking Howard Stern can kiss my ass in hell. <laughs> See? And it goes right into hell. If you listen to it carefully. I'll give it to you. Hell. Hell. Hey, hell. So that is from this private part soundtrack. What it sounds like to me is that isn't part of Rob's song. That when we pulled that off the soundtrack album so that we'd have a song for the front of the show, it sounds like somebody who did the edit left the hell in. They did a poor edit. Now I realize that might not even be part of the... Or maybe it was such a close edit, they might not have been able to slice it out without bothering the music, you think? <laughs> I was a production director. Let me listen carefully. I'll tell you if I could have gotten that out. Oh. <laughs> hmm. See that? The song mm -hmm. is that static. I hear you. No, I could have done it. I, uh, you could I used have to this... gotten rid of the static. Yeah. Yeah. You would have no. just left out the static. I would have left out the L. L. The but hell the part. the static is right there with the L. But I don't I don't know what the fuck you're talking about with static. I'm talking about hell. I'm talking about I could have gotten that out. It There's shouldn't be there. There's a sound that's part of the song that's right there. Let me hear. No. 
It's not that. No, no, no. I know what you mean. No, that is part of the background noise. Pig vomit is outside in the street. Oh. And that that L is over the the noise you're referring to. Yes, I see. This is That's a not the song. I do now. I now I got it. I believe the song that we are playing, "Great American Nightmare" by Rob Zombie, does not have Paul Giamatti. If you bought Rob's uh, version of it, or if you have Rob's clear tape, he didn't put that in. That is an accident of poor editing. It happens to sound pretty cool. But I guarantee it, if we asked Rob, he'd say, no, I didn't put that in. You guys, for some reason, when you play it, have that. I wonder if that bothers him. Well, it's going to bother the fuck out of me now. And I want to go back in and remove the L. I'll do it personally. Where are you going to do it? I'll do it. I'll do it. I don't know where I'm going to do it. That's a good question. Where am I going to do that? Where are you going to do it? I'll do it somehow. You know, back in my day... We used to have tape. Yeah. And I would sit there uh, with excruciatingly uh, slow pace and get get that sound out. That sound does not belong in there. Hmm. Boy, that's driving me nuts. That is, is definitely, for those of you who wrote me in and said that is pig virus saying hell right into the song. Whoever whoever was the engineer and gave it to us originally off the soundtrack album did a piss poor job. And how did they it, know? Now I got it all figured out. When you go to Spotify and you uh, put that song in, there's no L. Right. That sound doesn't exist. So there right. it is. That's it. Now you got your answer right. Took us 24 years to find the fuck up, but there it is. Because I would listen to the show and I go, wow, Rob's a genius. He put that weird little noise at the beginning, like, oh, and I go, what the fuck? This guy's mind is so, you know, so out there that he, 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 he took a sound at the first thing that you hear on the song. And uh, now I realize this, he ain't doing that. Is Rob not a genius now? <laughs> Rob is a genius. There's no question. Rob is a, a renaissance man. Rob is a, speaking of geniuses. I got to tell you, people are real jerk offs. I've always uh, maintained that I have a love hate relationship with my audience. I love you because, of course, you give me a career. But I hate you when you write me stupid stuff. I go, who's listening to this show? But then I remember what an old radio programmer told me. He said, um, Howard, only one half of 1% of your audience either calls in or writes in. So I can't judge my audience. I prefer to think that my audience is genius, brilliant, but the people who write and call, maybe not so genius or something. Something's going on because I gave you my analysis a, a, a long, in fact, my analysis of the movie Get Back is longer than the movie Get Back. <laughs> I gave it to you yesterday because I felt it was an important document for the future, especially for musicians. And people write me, and they say the dumbest shit. Now, again, an opinion's an opinion. You know, what do they say? An opinion's like an asshole. Everyone's got one. And uh, it's all, all it is is my opinion. But listen to this. I don't want to hear your review of Get Back. All you do is suck John Lennon's dick. 
But, by the way, John Lennon was a complete hack, jerk-off. Paul and George were the real artists in the group, which was proven when they all went solo. Oh, really? John Lennon's solo albums were brilliant, as were Paul's and as were George's. Uh, I bought, You know what? I realized something. I didn't have money to buy record albums. Uh, when I got some money together to get a record, I, you know how many albums of the Beatles I bought? Two of the Beatles. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking I, back and I never bought one because yeah. I was, you know, we'd have singles every once in a while, but we didn't have album money. Right. The only two albums I ever bought were Abbey Road and Magical Mystery Tour. And oh, excuse me, Sergeant Pepper. I bought three. I, I owned the uh, Magical Mystery Tour, Abbey Road and, um, and, uh, Sergeant Pepper. And it, I was a big Beatles fan, but, it, you know, in my family, I, I told you where I grew up. It's, uh, you know, you didn't, there wasn't uh, cash around to buy these things. Nobody so, walked uh, through the door of my house with an album of anything. <laughs> there was right. no money for that. You know, it's a crazy story. My father, who was a recording engineer, did some work for somebody, and they came in and gave him free record albums. My father brought him home, and who... The albums. This is the only time this happened. My father goes, oh, here, uh, you, you like records? Someone gave me this. I open up the packet. It was the complete album collection of The Doors. <laughs> I was so disappointed. I was not a Doors fan. I didn't like I, I mean, I recognize Jim Morrison as a genius. You know, his lyrics were very heavy and blah, 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 blah. I ju it just wasn't my thing. I didn't it like The Doors. You. It didn't move me at all. I did not like it. And I just looked at it and I went, fuck. I finally have some albums and it's The Doors. The one band I don't like. I didn't tell my father. I mean, he would have, you know, he would have yelled, my, yelled at me. Yeah. How many times did he bring things home for you? You should never have it, said anything. Exactly. I played those albums because I didn't have a lot of albums. So I played The Doors and I listened to it. It was you know, I'm an 18-minute version of uh, Riders on the Storm. I mean, you want to hang yourself, whatever that was. <laughs> you know, Riders on the Storm. Not a bad song, but for Christ's sakes, with the jamming and the, the, you know, Lizard King or whatever the fuck. You know, anyway, uh, I was not a Doors fan. Don't write me if you're a Doors fan. I get it. You like them, I don't. Who cares? Not everybody no one... can like everything. Right. Wasn't my thing. But uh, Howard, you suck John Lennon's dick. Um, Paul and George were the real artists in the group, which has proven why they all went solo. You're beyond fucking annoying. Gee, shut the fuck up already. Well, if I shut the fuck up, I don't have a show. But, which is a dumb comment in itself. Shut the fuck up already. Why are you why listening are you if listening you want me to? If he it, it irritates you so much. People tune in to hear what I got to say. But, uh, of course, I love Paul and George and Ringo. I love them all. I love the Beatles. I, I don't think there are too many bands they could put out an eight-hour movie of these guys trying to create an album, and I would sit through it. You know. In fact, I said to you when we were talking over the weekend, we didn't talk much about that, but I said, why did we think we had to choose a favorite Beatle? That's right. It was right. ridiculous. You they were all great. And that's what this letter is. It's like, hey, Howard, Paul and George are the greatest, not John. I mean, yeah. you can't... You, and by the way, my point was I bought three Beatle albums in my life and the other uh, albums I bought of the individual Beatles, I bought All Things Must Pass, 
which I had to own. It was that good. George Harrison. It was shockingly good. I bought Paul McCartney's first solo album, and I bought all of John Lennon's solo albums. You know, except for that Yoko bullshit. But I bought uh, the one with uh, Mother, You Need Me, But I Didn't Need You. You know, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And um, a working class evil is something to be. To you so fucking stupid. I mean, come on. John Lennon had no talent. Are you out of your mind with that letter? So anyway, the other people wrote in. I watched the entire Beatles Get Back documentary, and I could have done without the entire first part. This is my point. Everybody, you know, I could edit that thing down to 15 minutes, but the beauty of it is you watch what you want to watch. I'm not like you who worships every fart of the Beatles. They were disorganized. Listen to this dumb letter. They were disorganized, dysfunctional, and not very good musicians. Oh, my God. They came up with three or four songs that were good enough to put on the album. And the rest were. A lot of editing was needed in in this mess of a movie. Now, let me tell you something. I know a lot of guys like this. They want to be musicians. They play Uh. guitar at parties. You know, I've seen these guys. They think they're musicians. They think they're better than the Beatles. They haven't done jack shit. They're not even in the music industry. You know, they're not even qualified to be roadies, which you got to be pretty bright to be a roadie. You got to be able to tune a guitar. These guys, and they think, yeah, they're not very good musicians. And then you hear them play and you want to throw up. Yeah, you hear one of their songs. <laughs> you know, I've often said people who, who operate a gun should be licensed. They should have to pass the at least the police exam for handling a gun. And I believe people who own guitars should be licensed as well. There's a lot of people they should take their guitar away. A lot of people calling themselves guitarists who don't deserve the label. I guarantee you the asshole who wrote me this. Now, again, he didn't put his name on it. I would call him right now and I'd say, dude, you get your guitar or your piano. Let me hear you, Billy (laughs) Preston, play something for me right now. Oh, it's another one of those anonymous people who have so much to say. I, I know guys like this. They think they're in the music business. And they're horrible. You know. Uh, some people did write me and just enjoyed the Beatles documentary like I did. They weren't mouthing off, telling me I don't know shit. Howard, I thoroughly enjoyed the Beatles doc discussion on Monday morning. I don't have Disney Plus. But I think I might have to spring for it now after hearing Robin and Howard talk about it. I got to tell you with these apps, I do love them. But they are, you know, it's a lot of money for people to spend. Every month, yes. but you know, everything is going to this model. And, uh, you know, I love these apps because I do, I do watch a lot of things. And I got to say, Disney, boy, Disney, you know, Netflix, of course, but Disney is coming on strong. But they, they were smart. They took all their Marvel stuff and put it on there. All their, you know, Disney was a very smart company. They, they are, they have an archive that is so deep. Going back to the 1950s when Disney started making cartoons. Yeah. Like long-form movie cartoons. And these guys have an archive that is so deep that they just put it on there. And now, of course, they're getting documentaries. Such a smart yeah, new company material. at Disney. Yeah. New material, first release movies, uh, lots of things on Disney. I'll tell you the history of that company and the guy who was instrumental and pivotal was a guy named, uh, I hope I got this right, my memory ain't what it used to be, but it was Michael Eisner. That was the dude's name. 
He was running Disney for a while. And you know what this guy said? And you're going to think, well, what's so smart about that? It's obvious. It wasn't obvious. Disney had all these shit locked up in a vault. All their movies, you know, Mary Poppins or whatever the fuck, whatever they had in there. Bambi, everything. You name it. No white. This guy Eisner becomes the head of Disney. You know, I don't know whose dick he had to suck to become the head of Disney, but all right, he did. <laughs> and uh, this guy, he gets in there and he says, what are we doing? And they go, what do you mean, what are we doing? You got all these fucking movies locked up in an archive. Well, what are you doing with that? Let's make some money with them. And they go, well, what do you mean? I mean, let's re-release them. Let's put them in movie theaters. Let, let people, would why not? Let's put them on TV if we can get a deal. Well, he he was a bright guy. And you yeah, say, you What's couldn't so-? see. You would not, you know, as a child, you might have seen Snow White or Cinderella or Bambi right. or one of those shows and loved it. But there were, they were not shown anywhere. And now and you had then children. All of a sudden, they started releasing them in movie theaters, and they were blockbusters. And now you had, like, children, so you could bring your kids to them. So the guy said, we're sitting on a gold mine, and you guys, like, you guys got it locked up in a vault somewhere. So he started to get this archive working for him. You know, I tell you, you think these things are obvious, they're not. I remember in radio, nobody ever had a best-of show. And I walked into uh, the bosses that I was working for. No names, no names need to be mentioned. <laughs> and I walked in and I said, what about uh, we tape my show? And maybe, maybe in the future, like maybe not everything is current, but some things we could cut and we could replay them when I'm not here. I could have a day off. Oh, no, we're not taping your show. I love to tell this story because it's the same thing. We're not, no one tape shows. Besides, do you know what it costs for cassettes to tape your show? I go, how much? Well, each tape is like $2 a cassette, high quality Maxell tape. So I said, oh, so four hours times $2. Well, you mean we'll have to spend $8 a day? They go, that's right. Who's going to spend that? You're going you're gonna to make $8 a day? You're going to spend $8 a day? I said, no, I work for you guys. I'm not going to, you want to let me own the shows? I'll spend the, I'll spend 50, I'll spend $100 a day. But you guys own the show. Why don't you spend $8 a day and record it? And who knows what'll be? Oh, you're crazy, they told me. You're fucking insane, they told me. No one does that. Not even Imus. I said, Imus is a cunt. Who cares what Imus is doing? He's not doing anything. Imus. And you know what? Rest in peace, Imus. You're not a cunt. I just get worked up when I tell the story. I'm trying to be outrageous. I don't. Uh, You're not a cunt. Enough. You know what? He got a family. They, they remember him the way they want to remember him. He's a good man. They should be man. listening. This is not That's a right. safe place for them. I said, I said, don't you guys learn from history? Look at what the Disney company. They, they, they had that, all their movies locked up with Walt Disney's frozen head on a tuna can. And you're, you're worried about $8 a day. Well, let me see if we can get a trade deal with Max L tape. I said, a trade deal? Yes. 
So they got some fucking trade deal. Fuck the tape. It wasn't Max L. Some shit tape. And they started recording my show. And, uh, you know, the rest is history. Then when they fired me, I said, hey, can I have my tapes? Oh, no. Those <laughs> tapes are worth money. You're not getting them. I go, but you guys didn't even want to tape my show. Fuck you, Stern. Fuck you. I go, but. Meanwhile, it, it, they were so cheap. These tapes, that we had a we had a problem. When we went to replay them, they didn't work the tapes. We had to bake them in an oven. Don't ask what I had to go through with these tapes. Yeah, didn't they have I to buy to, a special oven and all that? Uh, I had to buy ovens and and bake the tapes so that you think Peter Jackson had a problem with the Beatles tapes? Fuck that. Peter Jackson's a, nothing compared to uh, what I had you to were do baking. with these tapes. I was baking. Howard. Like, like well, I'm talking about an oven that I had to put them in and bake them at te- a certain temperature, like like when you bake brownies. This is what was going on. And, uh, of course, these tapes became invaluable. But that's my point about these companies. Yeah, Gary wants to say something. What is it, Gary? I, I just uh, want to go give you a little bit more intel on this because it's so much worse than what you're saying. So when you first wanted to tape the show, the tapes were like, I swear to God, they were like 50 cents a piece. They were these white cassettes tape. They didn't even come in cases. They were generic. They had no writing on them. They were literally the cheapest tapes you could get. Yeah, and by the, and the way, you the, get, and you get what you pay for because yes. this is why I had to bake them. Yeah. The, no, the sound was not great on that. Then a deal was cut with Maxell, so they didn't have to pay for them at all. Yeah. Then what would happen is we would spend countless hours to make best of, and those were put on reel-to-reel tapes, and those were the ones that degraded that and needed to be baked. And the, and by the way, the oven, you would think it was some high-tech oven. It was just a convection oven we bought, like, at a kitchen store. But we had to buy, like, ten of them. And I remember well, one time you'd go into this office, it'd be ten tapes baking at once. Look, there's a million stories with this. My point is made. I mean, you don't know. You know, when you have a cassette tape, during the show, the tape would have to be flipped. They would record on both sides. Can you imagine? Which the great tape even more. couldn't even have two recorders, so you could have, like, no. not another one ready to pick up before the other one ended. They bring me into a meeting. Howard, we have a problem. What? You want to tape the shows. We're doing it against our better judgment. We're spending the 50 cents on the tapes. 50 cents. Uh, but... We don't have anyone to flip the tape because sometimes you're in mid-sentence and we got to flip the tape. I said, yeah. So we don't know what to do. You don't know what to do? How about if you buy multiple recorders? We're all multiple recorders. We're not buying multiple recorders. I go, guys, don't you see the future? These shows we're doing. I don't say everything's a gem, but, you know, there's a lot of good stuff here that could be replayed when I'm on vacation and you guys can make money with it. Yeah, we're going to make money. You think people are going to pay for a recorded show? Yes, I do. I do. I do think that. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm confident. I'm willing to say that I think people would pay for a recorded show. Some of these shows people miss. We could do compilation shows. Don't ask what we could do. Well, we don't have anybody to flip the tape. I said, what about one of the engineers? They're busy. You can't assign an engineer to flip the I said, I tell you what. I'll hire someone to flip the fucking tape. 
All right, go ahead. You hire someone to play. You know, this is what would go on. So, you know, this is radio, the history of radio. That's why I laugh at Radio Hall of Fame. From my opinion, nobody deserves to be in the Radio Hall of Fame. It's a bunch of fuck-ups. <laughs> why do you think the industry is falling apart? Fuck-ups. They should all be ashamed of themselves. No one's allowed in the Radio Hall of Fame. Radio Hall of Fame. I, uh, you know, listen, I love my radio brethren, but uh, a lot of them, uh, I don't think, got out of high school. All you needed was a deep voice. Well, this was one place, yeah, you never met a Harvard grad. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know you know how, like, you uh, go on and watch uh, Letterman, and he had all Harvard people and Conan at Harvard. You know, uh, Saturday Night Live hires all these uh, people from Second City. Most people in radio got out of elementary school and went into radio. You, you heard, I, I played a speech the other day, Jim Kerr, beautiful voice and announcer. At 15, he was already in the industry. You don't need much. You need a deep voice. He's terrific, by the way. I mean, Radio Hall of Fame. You know, uh, until I came around, there was zero innovation in radio. Forget innovation. They, they couldn't figure out what to put on radio. Like, once no. those guys all discovered television who were making radio great, yeah, they all ran to television, and radio was left, and they didn't know what to do. Thank God for rock and roll. So going back to the fan mail, Robin, a lot of people wrote me about our Beatles review, and a lot, most of it was horseshit. Uh, most people write in, and they, they don't know what they're talking about. Why write down horseshit? Well, some people made sense here. I'm not sure if it's because it's the holidays or because my dad listened to Rubber Soul a lot growing up, but I got emotional listening to Howard talking about the Beatles documentary this morning. So great. I sat through the entire Beatles doc, too, and I loved it. I think the reason Yoko was in all the Get Back sessions was because her and John had just suffered a miscarriage and were mourning together. Loved your review of the movie. I think you and Robin talking about the documentary was the same length of the documentary. You really covered all the bases. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't know that about Yoko. I, my theory yeah, on the whole Yoko that, relationship. My, I know my whole there was theory, one thing that I didn't really understand until later, that she was also waiting for a divorce. And now I remembered that because they couldn't really be together because she was still married to some guy. And that divorce came through right in the middle of one of the sessions. My theory on John and uh, Yoko was John never had a family. He had the worst background I ever heard. His mother, he didn't even know it was his mother. And she lived somewhere down the block, never even, like, visited him. Uh, as far as I know, there was no father in the picture. He had some fucking aunt or grandma who raised him. And, you know, it was just. And when he fell in love with Yoko, Yoko became a mother to him. In fact, to the point where, as they say in the movie, Yoko would go in a meeting. John would just sit there and Yoko would talk for him. Like literally talk for him, and he was totally he was totally at peace with that because, you know, when you're a little boy, you have a mother who talks for you, a mother who takes care of you, and in a sense, I think she was his mother, you know, lover mother, however you want to look at it. I think Paul was his mother for a while, and then when he outgrew that, he went on to Yoko. That's why the dynamic in that movie is so great because uh, Paul is sitting there. Talk, singing a lot of songs about love that went away. And I don't think it was all conscious, but he's singing them there while John is sitting there with his new mommy. 
and it's a painful breakup, but it made for great music. Now, and she's doing the, motherly things, like when he unzips his jacket, she zips it back up. You know, it's just all like a little crazy. <laughs> she fit the bill. Yeah, she fit the bill. It's uh, quite a quite a movie, quite a dynamic. But you know, you got to hack through a lot of shit. But well, uh, here's my theory I, on. I watched the last uh, part yesterday afternoon. Yeah, and when it was over. I wanted more. So I'll take wow. the edit, you know, the director's cut when it comes out and watch well, it all over again because it was, I didn't want to leave them. Well, they say it's going to be a 16 hour director cut. I'll visit Yay. you in the mental institution when you go and watch that. <laughs> I'm going to visit you. Don't worry about I'm, it. I'll, I'll feed I'm you. I sad when it, when it yeah. ended. I was like, oh no, it's over. Well, I told you yesterday, there's going to be two hours of Ringo shopping. Uh, at the grocery store in the in the new I'll, cut. I'll do that too. Well, George was sitting there talking about getting some shoes. <laughs> I'll give you my last theory on the Beatles, and maybe one day if I talk to Paul again, I'll ask him because this movie opened up a whole bunch of new questions. But here's my theory: if the Beatles had been a band like a typical band that put out an album and then went on tour to support the album for a year or two. They would have been together much longer I because agree. they were missing a lot of the fun of being a rock band, going out on the road, getting the adulation from a live audience. You know, so let's say they put out Sgt. Peppers and then they waited two years for Abbey Road. But what happened was they didn't want to go out in front of the public and play for whatever reason. They couldn't agree. I think Paul would have gone, but I don't think John wanted to go. And so what they ended up doing is putting out an incredible amount of albums in a short period of time, which is great for us. But they spent so much time doing the drudgery of music, which is writing and being in the studio and getting on each other's nerves. Like, and then if going I had a way, you know, like there was no, as Paul was saying, there's no, nothing well, else. Yeah, we we nothing go else. through all that hell and then we leave each other. That's right. And if they could have broken it up with touring, they would have had a lot of fun on the road. They would have had a lot of fun they with were the fans. Such a great time on that rooftop. It yeah, I mean, was so beautiful. If I had to do um, all these years, if I had to do the radio show, like if I had to think about it, like like do or write all the material for a radio show, and then not get to perform it, and not get the rush of having people hear it and seeing them here, and you know, you know what I mean, getting the reaction, the phone calls. I would be, I would be like, oh, this is a horrible job. Who the fuck wants to do this? It's the performance. So as Paul points out, he goes, "Hey man, what's the point of all this? Oh, we gotta have some kind of, you gotta have a cum shot." Yoko wants to say a word. She wants to thank the people for watching the documentary. After all, she approved it. Yes, Yoko, what can I do for you? You know, I got to tell you, you haven't lost your timber. You have a tremendous power in that voice. And you know what? That I, sounds like it's straight from the documentary. That's one of those yells. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's not, um, you know, I, like I said, I, I, I mean, I'm not a fan of the yelling that you do. Uh, I'd rather listen to a Doors album. But I have to tell you, 
John loved your yelling, so, you know, hey, what the hell do I know? You understand what I'm saying, Yoko? That is tremendously powerful. Now, let me ask you this. Is that the performance or is that your warm-up? Let me hear your warm-up. before. What does your warm-up sound like? I see. Oh, I right, see. That's the warm-up. Now you're loose. Give us a, a good song. <laughs> Give us your best song. <laughs> I, I know this one. This she, this is that one she sang at that museum. I know this song. What All right, I have a headache. I gotta go. Goodbye. I know that song. Um. Yeah, Sean, you're on the air in New Hampshire. Hey, Howard. Hey, now. Hey now. hey, now. Hey, now. So I just wanted to ask you, so a, a few months back, you had said that you really liked Super Bomb Bond by Slow Coughing to be one of the opening songs, which I love that song as well. But are there any other songs that you thought would make a fitting entrance for the Howard Stern show? You know? Yeah, there's a million songs. You know, I, I uh, was going to get a new, you know, about three years ago, I said, oh, I'm going to get a new song to start the show. Maybe it's getting, you know, old. But uh, Rob Zombie said to me, what the fuck are you doing? Can't do that. <laughs> and I said, all right, I hear you, Rob. And I just, and you know what? In the At the end of the day, Rob was right. That's the song. It's from the movie Private Parts. It's from the soundtrack. I did it with Rob. What other song would we do? And it's got a nice fucking energy to it in the beginning. It gets you up. You know, it's, it's a good rock and roll. So uh, it is the perfect song. But um, there's so many good songs that could be... Uh, you know, uh, an intro for a radio show. I mean, that's the least of our problems. But uh, no, it's always going to be Rob's uh, song, Great American Nightmare, or whatever. Is that what it's called? Great American Nightmare? American Nightmare? Is it great? I think it's I Great so. American. Is it great? You know, I don't even know the name of my own theme song. You are correct, sir. <laughs> I just realized that. Fred, what is it? American Nightmare yeah. or Great, Am American, great Nightmare? American Nightmare? Oh, Thank it you. is great. Yeah. It is great. I just thought it was American Nightmare. No. But you know I could fuck with everyone and uh, choose like Send in the Clowns. Really fuck with everyone. So take like a horrible song make it the theme to the show just to just to be an <laughs> asshole. You know, it'd be like a... Even if it's just for a day, it could be a good kick, yeah. Just yeah, that'd be good. Be, stir the pot a little bit. Yeah. Well, thank I'd you be like, all right, Fred, right start. Fred, the... Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Oh, God. Something <laughs> terrible must have happened. <laughs> Welcome to our new theme song. Send in the clowns. I didn't even realize. I always thought that Judy Collins wrote this song. It turns out this guy who just died, Stephen Sondheim, yeah, he wrote this song. Us. A horrible fucking song. Oh, you vey is mere. Listen to this. Are we a pair? Of 
course it's a show tune. You know what? First of all, I hate clowns. I'm glad they're gone. Yeah, clowns. don't you think of most clowns as having Isn't a life that sounds like this? <laughs> I know a lot of people have done some evil things in those clown uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> they're not great. Hey, hey, hey. Robin fucked with me one year. We used to do the birthday show every year. No more. I'm too old for this. But uh, she, um, she booked Judy Collins live. So we had the birthday show, and Robin goes, here to perform the worst song ever made. She, I mean, I can't believe you. you hey, I'll play it for you. This is, the, this is proof. <laughs> this is why, thank God, we record shows. Because you got to have this stuff. Here is Robin introducing Judy Collins at a birthday show. Listen carefully. Oh, don't don't you approve. Where's Robin saying... Uh, I, I thought I thought I, they must have clipped that part out because you go here to perform the worst song ever. <laughs> <laughs> and Judy Collins walked out and walked down and uh, was singing Sunday Cloud. Beautiful voice. I mean, I love Judy Collins. Yeah, she's but, got a great voice. Yeah, but Jesus. Howard, I had to book her. I had to book her and convince her that it would be fun for her to come on and have it introduced mm-hmm. as the worst song ever. So I give her credit. She had a sense of humor, but we told her in advance. Where's the part where Robin goes, worst song ever? Uh, uh, you guys cut it out. I had it the other night. No? Okay. Listen carefully. Don't you approve? One who keeps Trust me, you did that. It was great. You go, <laughs> well, that was Howard. the thing. It was like, put it in a context where people can enjoy yeah. it. <laughs> well, they sent me the clip the other night, and it had you on it. Oh. Somebody chopped it up for me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, hey, George. George Takei, everyone of Star Trek. <laughs> oh, it's so terribly sad. Isn't it rich? Isn't it queer? Losing my timing this late. Oh, Sondheim. Oh, Brad, get me more tissues. I'm covered in snot. <laughs> you, uh, you love, you, you have, you have done your own Broadway show, so I guess, uh, would you like to say a few words about Stephen Sondheim? Oh, Sondheim was the, the Elton John of Broadway. He was front and center of the night that Allegiance debuted. <laughs> Is that true? Oh. Stephen Sondheim came to Allegiance, your play? He was at every musical performance in spirit. We always oh, oh, had a, a flat <laughs> yeah, okay. Stephen Sondheim, just like flat Ronnie. He All was right, there. I- I don't have time for a Stephen Sondheim eulogy. I mean, I'm sure the guy's great. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure he was eulogized where people would know what he contributed to Broadway. Yep. Gravitas. Yeah, gravitas. Thank you. Gravitas. Gravitas. (laughs) Yeah. You follow George on Twitter. It's great. He was tweeting about a Black Friday Allegiance box set on 
uh, this past Friday. He had oh, Black he's got Friday. A sale? <laughs> he had a sale going on Twitter. Can you imagine selling oh, a, a soundtrack to Allegiance? He's he loves. Here's it. how I'll get him to to buy it. I'll reduce the price. <laughs> y- yes. <laughs> I bought it for Fred for Christmas. What a great gift to send out for Christmas. Oh, Some people box set of Allegiance. It. You yeah. should have just done that. <laughs> yeah, Robin. Here's your box set. <laughs> that would have been good. Yeah. I sent Jimmy Kimmel a box set for uh for this coming Christmas. He hasn't got it yet, so I'm not gonna tell you what it's a box Jimbo set of. Kimmel. But he'll love it. <laughs> <laughs> box set. <laughs> box set. Who's sitting and listening to box sets? Not me. Gary. Yeah, Fafa Fuhai. Yeah, a lot of people wrote in about Rappaport and Gary. People were not pleased with uh, Michael Rappaport, the Hollywood star, and Apple's. You know, they're down. Uh, You know, and then you know, some people are like, you know, what I like when Apple's bust Ronnie's balls. I'll show you. It says, "Go away, Michael Rappaport. What an annoying asshole." I'm on Team Gary all the way. Oh, my God. Every time I hear that ginger jerk off, I want to turn off the show. He's trying to stay relevant by calling in and doing nothing but belittling Gary. Soon soon we are going to boycott to get this asshole off the show. They're going to actually stop <laughs> listening to get Michael Rappaport to stop calling in. A movement. Stop taking Michael Rappaport's calls, please. No one wants to hear him or cares about him. He could fall off the face of the earth and not one person would care. Oh, surely his about, family would care. <laughs> but here's some, uh, you know what, here's some people saying some positive shit about apples. Apples is great. Don't let idiots who can't see his value ruin the bed. I'd rather hear about Ronnie when he's bothered than when he's happy or mellow Ronnie. With apples, there's no mellow Ronnie. Um, It's a stern show lie that everybody hates apples. I guess I'm the only one who enjoys him busting McRonnie's balls. McRonnie? Moroni. Oh, Moron. Okay, got it. Moron. Oh, like Moron. Jeez. That's a, I, an insult. Yeah, Moroni. <laughs> Busting Moroni's balls. It's about time someone held that asshole accountable. Fuck you, Ronnie, you cunt. Hmm. <laughs> That's nice. And then Apple's haters. <laughs> Fuck Apple's. I'd like to contribute to the Apple's as a shitty caller email. He's useless. He has absolutely nothing interesting to say. His only niche is busting on Ronnie. And quite frankly, it's not all that funny. Maybe the first call was, but now it quickly is becoming a tune-out factor. Every time Apple's calls in, I see more and more why Ronnie hates him. Fuck him. He's just an attention-starved douchebag. So there you go. I read you about Great American Nightmares. A whole bunch of comments about JD's mushrooms that we talked about a few days ago that uh-huh. uh, JD is thinking of trying out psychedelic mushrooms. I told him not to do it based on my own bad experiences, and some fans agree JD should not do shrooms. First of all, psychedelics don't last for a moment or two. Secondly, well, that ain't true. Secondly, while it can be positive experience, it's kind of like lucking out and having a positive experience after being hit in the head with a hammer. That is true. It's still what something that would be. wasn't true. I see, he said, first of all, psychedelics don't last for a. Oh, oh, he, he's right. For, I see yeah. what he's saying. Psychedelics don't last for a moment or two. Right. They, they, they go on and on and on. You can't yeah. get rid of them. You can't get out. Yeah. Sorry. I misread that. Oh, fuck. When I was on that bad acid trip, I mean, oh. it. If I thought it was months, I'd said, I'm never going to come down. This is horrible. 
Oh my gosh, I should be in a hospital. I shouldn't be out on the street. Not a good idea for JD to do shrooms. I don't think it will help his paranoia at all. He just needs to be himself and okay. I don't know about that. He just needs That's to be himself. Terrible telling him to be himself. <laughs> With bad advice. <laughs> he just needs to be himself, enjoy what he likes to do, and stop worrying about what everyone else wants him to do or be. J.D., I worry about you. Please don't do mushrooms. They're not for you. And then there are people who think J.D. should do mushrooms. Howard, why not let J.D. do mushrooms? Hey, I'm not J.D.'s father. He can do what he wants. Sure, J.D. could fuck himself up and be the new crackhead Bob. We could call him Mushroom <laughs> J.D. Mushroom J.D. would be funny. You imagine a J.D. I was going to say, you know, there is that thing that Ooh. might go bad for, for J.D. And then what do we do? And then we got show gold. <laughs> then he's in the uh, medicated Pete category. <laughs> Psilocybin mushrooms won't hurt J.D. other than make him lose some sleep. LSD is a totally different thing, so don't act like they're the same. They are not the same. That is true. But... Um, one fan thinks JD should do mushrooms at my house. As someone who ate legit shrooms off cow shit before my advice to JD is to take them and go to Howard's house, chill in the yard with Ronnie, run through the sprinklers naked, do dumb shit, trip out with Beth and form cat corporations, prank call Sal, do some change the world shit. What the fuck is he talking about? Um, we try to get further into JD's head on this topic, find out more about the bad thoughts he's trying to get rid of by self-medicating. Yes. Yeah, if you want to hear that little tape, I can play that for you. Okay. All right. I'll give you that. If I can get this mouse to work. What are the bad thoughts that come into your head? Oh, death and dying and nothing, you know, what happens when you die, how I feel. And uh, when I close my eyes and see black, that's all you see when you're dead. Is your mind still alive and how much would I hear and, and experience still in my brain while I'm dead? So whenever you have the bad thoughts in your head, how do you make them go away? I tell myself, you know, stop thinking about this. So what you talk to yourself when you, yes. and what do you yes. say to yourself when you try to get the bad thoughts out? say stop it you're not this is not doing you any favors like you know if i'm thinking about death or something it's like, why are you thinking about this stop this is not just stop thinking about this sounds uh, like an argument <laughs> in his head yeah well jd really and i'm not making a joke jd in some infantile way still thinks he's going to be able to see and hear when he's dead yeah and everything will be black well if you could see yeah. why would everything be black right Anyway, uh, as far as I know, J.D., where's your stance on mushrooms now after all the fan feedback? Can you give us a statement? First of all, no one knows what happens when you die because you're I dead. Do. <laughs> I, you, I know but what happens when you die. Your body is dead. You don't have eyes anymore, J.D. <laughs> yeah, your mind, your brain still is alive for, you know, a little bit. No, hey. you're not. Who told you that? <laughs> I don't know. You see, like stuff on the internet uh, that your brain is still alive after uh, after your heart. You know, you're not. I also see on the internet that your body uh, becomes a magnet after you take the vaccine, <laughs> and the well, spoons will stop. No, these are like actual st sort of studies where you're not. No, dead. no, no. What's so you are brain dead? No, there are people who have said they experienced death, but between you and me, they're alive. They no, think they're I, dead. I, uh, okay. They're not dead. When you're dead, you're, you're fucking dead. You're talking about brain waves that are still occurring after you die. That doesn't yes. mean you're thinking. Let me ask you something. <laughs> JD, I'll help you with this. 
You eat steak? Uh, yes. Hamburgers? <laughs> yes. All right. When the cow dies, you, you think the no, cow I knows know you're eating that, them? I know that, but that's because they're Ooh. separated from their brain. Well, the same as you. If I eat you when you're dead, you're not going to know I'm eating you. No, I know. There are, I know. I know there will be a time where it's officially right. done. It's just how long. Give me the update uh, on the shrooms. What's with the shrooms? Uh, I mean, there's you... a, I'm not looking to do them anytime Ooh. soon. Uh, so that's basically where we're at. I'm not. What do you mean you're not looking to do them anytime soon? What What's happening now <laughs> that you won't do them now, but you're still going to keep them in your medicine cabinet or wherever they are? Well, listen, I don't know what's going to happen in however long. Uh, uh, I don't know. But uh, uh, no, I uh, this is uh, I am not doing them. Uh, well, right what now. are you doing? Thank you. OK, so. I'm telling yes. you one thing. I'll give you one cautionary tale. Tripping on acid ruined my life. It made my OCD a hundred times worse. So be careful. That's all I'm saying. No, all right? I, uh, and you're a guy. Well, you know what I'm really... afraid of, Howard? That he'll have done something else. And then when his inhibitions are down, he'll go and do the shrooms. That's right. No, I but, I don't allow myself to get that uh, that out of control. I am too. Can I tell you what I happened wait. to me? This is a part of the story I left out. Oh, no. The day I took too much acid. Robin's right. She's on to something. The day I took too much acid, I started smoking hash at 10 a.m. in the morning. Oh, my God. I was trying to fuck some girl. She made out with me the night before. Listen to this story. She made out with me the night. I was in college. She made out with me the night before up in my dorm room. Not even in my room, but in a communal area. She made out with me. It was weird, blah, blah, blah. I said, I better, I better close this deal soon because she might realize I'm a douche. So I went and visited her at her dorm. I get there. She's sitting there with a dude on her bed. Basically, she was saying to me, asshole, I'm not dude. into you. I don't know. I, maybe I lost my mind and made out with you for a little bit. Me not wanting Jeez. to give up. I sat there all day with them and they smoked hash with me. I sat on one side of the room while the two of them sat practically on top of each other. My, I, my God, it was the worst fucking day of my life. I'm wasted on hash. I'm sitting there going, are these two a couple? Is she telling me she doesn't want to be with? But she made out with me the night before. And I'm sitting there having this discussion in my head. So things go from bad to worse. I'm sitting there all day. I come back to my room at night. I sat with them all day waiting for her, this dude to leave so she would make out with me again. Okay? She never let him out of her sight. Do. She must have really fucking been disgusted by me. <laughs> I go back to my room. I had saved up one hit, I thought, of blotter acid. Now I'm wasted on hand. It turns out it's a four-way hit. I turned to my roommate. I said, you're not going to believe it. I just took a hit of acid. It was 9 o'clock at night after smoking hash an entire day. Who does that? I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know that I was speeding it, that I'd be up for two days straight, that I was taking too much. And ever since that night, I got that horrible OCD. It fucked with my brain. Now, imagine what this shit's going to do to you. That's I hear it. you. Woo. I, yes, I, I am definitely hearing more of the... Uh, the negative stories are making more of an impact than any of the positive uh, parts. So, it's like That's people are voting on whether JD's going to take. Oh, the hell! Oh, hi, it's Gary Busey. What do you want? 
I'd like to tell JD that what he is speaking of is magical. It is spiritual. And I support you because mushrooms are magical understanding, savoring happiness, ruminating openness on masterful standing. That's what you need, JD. So you're for, you're for Gary Busey, you're for JD taking mushrooms or you're against it? I'm for mushrooms because your psyche, your mind, your spirit, your soul, your emotions, and your mentality will turn you into the angel of silk. I did several several doses of mushrooms every day when I was Commander Krill <laughs> under the fantastic writing <laughs> of J.F. Yeah, Martin. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, uh, well, yeah, you I'll were. By the way, I don't know. Of course, uh, you know, this is debatable whether this is actually Gary Busey. I mean, you guys know. I think you're <laughs> right. in on the joke. I wouldn't trust but, anything he says. But whoever you are, you were great as Commander Krill. I love that movie. Well, what I understood, and you must understand, in acting, in living, in doing mushrooms, is you cannot be Commander Krill at home because I brought Commander Krill home, and my wife met Commander Krill, and my son met Commander Krill. And I would stand up at the dinner table every night, and I would burn myself and say, General, Mr. Mendez is here. And I'd burn my arm, and I'd put it in my arm, and I wouldn't flinch. I appreciate him uh, coming in and lecturing J.D. about mushrooms. I do. <laughs> I hope that had the same impact on J.D. that it had on me. Like, it's never really do mushrooms. <laughs> Dr. Really now, did. a doctor wants to comment on whether J.D. should do mushrooms. Dr. Now from 600 Pound uh, Life. Uh, go ahead, Dr. Now. What are you doing? You want to do psychological drugs? Experiment with your brain. You think you're going to have a mind alter experience? No, you need to go on a good diet. You worry about losing the weight. You don't want to do the work. You want to eat drugs. You need to learn how to speak and stop eating so much. Look at the size of you. You're right. Before he does mushrooms. Why are you so big? He, 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 I think he thinks mushrooms is like a sauce of some kind. <laughs> You're absolutely it's right, Dr. Yeah. Now. J.D., what about J.D., Dr. Now saying, what, forget about psychedelics. What about losing the weight and getting what they call a, a high off of uh, being in shape? Well, well that is uh, something else I'm sort of working on. You're thinking uh, of trying that, too? Should people wait? Well, th that, that I'm doing more of than, you know, psychedelics. But Dr. Now, uh, what can he do? Doctor, now what can JD do? Walked it. You walked the race. What What could JD do to lose the weight? Hang on. Where's my camera? I'm going to speak to my camera. The problem with JD is he needs to go on a 1,200 calorie diet. No snacking <laughs> in between. He needs 400 calorie in the morning, 400 calorie at lunch, and 400 calorie in the evening. He will lose the weight. Don't right. worry about the mushroom and the drug. He needs to have the 1,200-calorie diet. It's very simple what he needs to do. But right. he, he, won't, he won't use his brain to deal with his psychological issue. He's going to be on drugs or something. It's ridiculous what he want to do. Right. Well, thank you, Doctor. Will now, he be I think happy if he eats uh, only 1,200 calories a day, Doctor? You did, did, listen to me. The people they worry about happy. You're not going to be happy. You're going to be alive. He worried about death. He's going to die, and then he's going <laughs> to see the black in the ground. What is this guy's problem? He want to be happy. You be happy. You're going to be alive. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Doctor. Now you make so much sense. He You're my kind of guy. Yeah. He's, he's a, right. He's the safe. He didn't. 
He's in the shape of a mushroom, this guy. He looked like a giant pear, a potato. He looked like a walking carb, this guy. Right, right, right. But better to get in shape. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Everyone is debating JD's mushrooms. Uh, uh, Dr. A lot of conversation. All right. Hey. And by the way, as long as I'm doing a... Um... Wait a minute. I have to tell you something. I thought of J.D. the other day because I had a dream <laughs> that like I Martin Luther found King. out... What? Yeah. Like Martin like Luther Martin King, Luther. you had a dream. Yeah, yeah. it was great. Uh, yeah. I found out I was dying, like imminently. Oh, oh my Jesus goodness. Christ. And the whole dream was about how to tell people how to deal with it, how to... How to what what preparations i needed to make it was a crazy dream and i thought oh maybe this is what happens to jd what do you mean that he doesn't know what to say no that he might dream about death or you know like it, it's that much into you know i just woke up and said no. what a stupid dream but he might you know make something out of that yeah, no, I don't really grunt about it too much. It happens already enough of my awakening. Oh, you here's my here's my thought on JD. Waking hours. JD's got a lot of problems, especially speaking, and he doesn't need he doesn't need any brain cells being diminished. He needs every brain cell he's got. He's having trouble getting words out. He gets tongue tied. Here, I'll give you a game. Here's a quick game. JD mouthful of food game. Where is it? On Thanksgiving, JD ate a lot. As Doctor oh. Now would be, yeah, but he, I think he ate twelve hundred calories a minute, <laughs> and um, wasn't that much. It's a fun game. It's hard enough to understand JD on any day, but when he has a mouthful of food, could you understand him? So to celebrate Thanksgiving, which just passed, we asked JD to name a traditional Thanksgiving food while he was eating them. Okay. All right. It's up to you to guess what JD is saying. It's time for the JD Mouthful of Food game. Right, mouthful of food. You know the uh, the original uh, Pilgrims uh, man, played this good. game. Okay. Here's a here's here's JD. <laughs> oh, I got that one. What'd you get? Stovetop stuffing. Oh, gosh. Wow. That was stovetop stuffing. Mm. That's right. Yeah, good for you. Stovetop stuffing. But maybe this is too easy. You speak fluent JD. Let's see. Uh... Okay. Wait a minute. The audience interrupted me. Oh, that's not fair. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. Mashed potatoes. Really? That was mashed potatoes. Yeah, look at you. I couldn't tell that. <laughs> See, Robin gets me. She, she's she's the one for you, JD. Unfortunately, <laughs> you're not the one for her. No. Uh, let's see. All right. Here's another one. You ready? Okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> you got to play that again. Oh, I'm not going to get that one. Roasted turkey, evidently. That was yeah. roasted I turkey. thought maybe he was saying something about something roasted, but I really, 
I was lost there. You didn't know, JD. You didn't even know it. <laughs> no, I, I forgot. <laughs> you don't understand, uh, you. No, I don't. I really don't. Mm. That was creamed corn in the can. Well, I mm. give away the answer. That ain't gonna work. Oh right, no! Like, no, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> macaroni and cheese. Ooh! Wow, that was macaroni and cheese. Wow. I like to laugh. One of my favorites. I know. Apple pie with whipped cream. Close. Try it again. Pumpkin pie with whipped cream? Yeah, you got it. Pumpkin pie. That was pumpkin pie with whipped cream. I am not an apple pie person. Oh, yeah. By the way, we added it up for Dr. Now. J.D. consumed 10,000 calories just for that game, so he's a trooper. <laughs> hey, and by the way, as long as I'm running down staff stuff, a lot of people did write to, write to me and said, well, what was the outcome of uh, Chris Wilding's trip to Panama? We were spending a lot of time on that in one day. And uh, just to recap, Chris Wilding uh, met some dude. He's a doctor. He's from Panama. Chris said, hey, I'm going to go down to Panama. We told him not to go with the COVID and everything, but he's in love with his dude. Uh, they're having a real romance. Went down to Panama, and he got wicked diarrhea when he was down there, like just awful. Chris had just and the worst. And he was going home the day we talked to him, and he was still, you know, he was in the midst of this diarrhea. So Chris is back from his diarrhea-filled romantic getaway with his Panamanian boyfriend. And uh, the notes I got was Chris was still shitting when he got back to New Jersey last week. Wow. He was running around trying to not shit himself in his pants, and he and he went to uh, pick up a prescription. And the pharmacist gave him some bullshit about the meds, and then Chris threatened to shit in the store. It was a whole fucking what? thing. That's what I heard. Chris, am I am I right about this? What do you mean? Why would the pharmacist care? Why wouldn't he give you your diarrhea medication? I couldn't get uh, medication all day. I it had been several days of this not going away. I had to call like for a virtual televisit. I got a prescription and I don't know. The pharmacy just wasn't. It was a day after Thanksgiving and the pharmacy, the original pharmacy just wasn't responding. They weren't answering their phone. The app wasn't updating. It just said the, the prescription was on like back order or whatever. So I had to call it into another pharmacy and then. When I got there, they were like, well, we don't know. It's technically at the other pharmacy. Can I ask you a question? Your insurance. Yeah. Did you uh, get a COVID test? Because I heard one of the new uh, things with COVID with the new variant is wicked diarrhea. And I'm wondering. Uh, well, I I had those rapid tests. I mean, I, you, I got a COVID test before I left. You have to. And then I have these right. rapid tests that I did a couple days afterwards, and they were all negative. Okay. But yeah, I went to this other pharmacy and they were giving, I said, I have traveler's diarrhea. Like, <laughs> I am going to shit on your floor if I don't get this medication. I don't care how, I don't care what, name your price. I will pay it. I, I need this medication. And they were right. like hemming and hawing and, but it was a nightmare. I mean, my stomach is finally settling, but you know, I took so much Pepto and Imodium to get on that plane that then I couldn't shit. So I just had the horrible diarrhea cramps. And, like, when I'd go, it would come out like cement. Like, it would be little dribs and drabs of, like, gray old man shit. But if I was it you, was if I was you, I would go to a doctor. I know many horror. When I was a little boy, I remember uh, my friend's parents went to Mexico. This was 100 years ago. But I was a right. little kid. And the guy's mom came back and died. 
She had all kind of weird parasites. <laughs> Sorry, it's not funny. Yeah, that's why I don't travel anywhere. I remember it. I remember the guy's name. I remember his mother. And he grew up with just with his dad because the mom died after their trip to Mexico. You got you, you were drinking the water. You're carrying on like you're a, a Panamanian. You're no Panamanian. By well, the way. To be fair, to be fair, he he had similar symptoms over in Panama. Oh, yeah. so I think I do think it was more than just the tap water. I think it might have been something we ate because he drinks that water all the time. Well, here's the note I got. Chris's boyfriend was furious about the diarrhea talk on our radio show. He said Chris brought shame to Panama. Uh-oh. Yeah, Chris uh, says they broke up for 24 shame. hours after the video of the segment came shame. out. So it caused a rift. You brought that shame to Panama. Time. That was the first time we broke shame. up. <laughs> then there, he found another video the show released about me talking about the dildo I was going to bring to Panama, and then we broke right. up a second time. Why? It has been, it, it, because I don't know. He, it has just been a harrowing couple of days between the shit cramps and fighting with him, and I don't know, at one point in the video clip, you <laughs> you were doing a Dracula voice, and he didn't, <laughs> that, <laughs> he went fucking, he, go, he, he started calling you that man, that man, he, what he do a voice of me, Dracula, I'm a Dracula, that man, so it has been, I'm even hesitant to do the voice now because it's become an issue. Listen, first of all, wow. your impression of your boyfriend is hysterical. I tried to tell him it's a comedy show. I tried to tell... See, if you have to understand, Howard, if someone released a video talking about their diarrhea in Panama, they'd put right. them in jail. So he has no cultural reference to, to a show like ours that celebrates diarrhea and drag. Right. <laughs> no, drag well, but here's the thing. No, please here's don't the thing. do the voice. No, here's the thing. Please. <laughs> <laughs> don't release the video if you're going to do Chris, it. The last you thing brought, you should do is say, please don't. <laughs> don't you make brought a great shame to Panama with your diarrhea. <laughs> you, you. you are a terrible boyfriend. To bring shame to my home country of Panama is a terrible disgrace. <laughs> I want to wipe your ass. Brrr. <laughs> You are a bad man. Listen, number one, I'm going to say a few things about this. Happy for you. You found a boyfriend. Happy you went to Panama and liked it. I looked at the yeah, picture of you. Yeah, but the sounds like a disaster for the relationship. No, I, I, I loved Panama. Let's get this straight. I loved Panama. People should go to Panama. Maybe don't drink, you know, the tap water on some weird right. island, but go to Panama. Here's the thing. A couple of observations. There's a picture here I got, I guess it's from your Instagram, of you and your boyfriend on the beach. And I got to say something. <laughs> you look like powder. You ever see that movie? <laughs> Dude, you need to get some sunlight. I look like I Dracula. Mean, you look like you haven't, you've been kept in a crypt. It's unbelievable <laughs> how pale you are next to this. Can room. I say something in my defense? Yeah. yeah. That is a odd picture because the way the light hits me and the difference. I got to show Robin. Done. She's going to crack up. You look it. like powder. There's never been a wider person. What? Oh my <laughs> God, Chris. Maybe you he is. Like you're, maybe. you're about to disappear. <laughs> maybe he is Dracula. He drained my blood. You ever think he of that? He sucked the color out of you. I'm going to suck the color out of you. Yeah. <laughs> You, you look blue. Like I can see all your veins. You know what? Can I say something? Come People are carrying on about country. this picture. 
Come to my country and I'll suck the life out of you. And your ass will flow like hot lava when I am done with you. So what's the story? You're not allowed to do the impression of your boyfriend anymore? Just don't release video of it. (laughs) Because he doesn't get the show. Right. But but you know what happens is he'll... he he loves the show. That's the fucking weird thing about it. Like he loves looking at old video clips of me and stuff and all. Oh, you look right. so cute. And, but then you know, all of a sudden on the playlist, it's just in the headline is Chris Wilding Panama diarrhea, and he sees that, and he goes nuts because he thinks I don't know. He thinks people listen to the show for tourism advice, and now they're not going to go to Panama because I got uh-huh. diarrhea, which is ridiculous. It's kind of sweet that he thinks the show has that much power, you know. Like nobody listens to me about travel. I mean, if, if people listen to me, there would be he no travel. travel. Nobody <laughs> go anywhere. I well, know. but anyway, well. here's the deal. <laughs> yeah. To sum up, Chris went to Panama, got terrible diarrhea. Uh, it didn't. It's a beautiful dissuade. country. It is a beautiful country. He it didn't dissuade. We don't know where Chris. the diarrhea came from. It did. That's exactly. right. It, it could didn't be all, dissuade. Could be all the fucking. <laughs> <laughs> it, right. It didn't. It, let me tell you, you get fucked in the ass hard. I bet you some diarrhea will come Oh, out. that was another thing, Howard. In one of the videos, you had asked me, does he fuck you when you have diarrhea? And that made him. He go, why would he ask that? I go, because he's a good interviewer. It's a great question. Right. If you have diarrhea, is your boyfriend fucking you? I said, I would ask the same thing. I don't like that. What yeah, is but, that? What? But wait a second. Let me ask you something. Because I'm curious. <laughs> I wish I could interview him because I, I said to you specifically, is the diarrhea used as a lubricant? And in a way, maybe you're better <laughs> to fuck in the ass when you got some diarrhea. Or is he turned off by the smell and all that kind of stuff? He is, of course, turned off, even right. though it doesn't stop him from loving me and being attracted to me, which is a beautiful thing. Of course. But, of course. yeah, no, we don't fuck with diarrhea. And that's the other thing. When he says it, he says... I, you know, I plan a beautiful trip. We go to an island, and the only thing they talk about is your fucking diarrhea. And the way he's <laughs> diarrhea, so like he's yelling at me, but it's so funny. Oh diarrhea. What is this? I see a video. It's just you, diarrhea. What is this? <laughs> you talk about diarrhea. I don't like it. I don't like the diarrhea. Well, funny. I will say that. Panama is less beautiful now that Chris shit all over it. I mean, <laughs> no. Yeah. I would go back, you know, I would go back in a heartbeat. And I probably will, providing we don't release video of this. But what is going on now in the relationship? You guys really literally broke up? It was a big Oh, fight. yeah. I said to him, because we, you know, we really did have a nice trip. And we talked about a lot of the, some of the issues we were having just being long distance. And, you know, we left. I was at the airport. I was crying. I, I really didn't want to leave him. And um, I said, you know, I said, this is how it should be. We don't need to fight over dumb shit. And we made a pact. And a day later, I'm getting, I see this tape. Fuck you. You don't love me. This is not love. They're rare in Panama. Now you bring shame to the country. This is the ridiculous what you do and you say on the air, you only care about your job and that man, that man with the Dracula, like I'm a Dracula, fuck you. And I said, okay, <laughs> fuck you, goodbye. 
I mean, right. I, I, like, I can't stop doing my job. It's a comedy show. You know what I do for a living. And it doesn't mean I don't love you. I love your voice. I love your accent. I, I'm with you because of that. I could be with a, with a, with a, you know, a native English speaker. I don't want to be. I want to be with you. But, but, you know, you do point out, and I got to ask you this. You uh, were there for a one week. You had diarrhea the whole time. You broke up twice with this dude. And you're saying uh, it's a great trip? I mean, my God. The uh, you know. Well, the trip was great. The aftermath of that was not. So yeah, what's going on? I happened after. Are you broken that, up or Rob? not? Are you back together? No, we no, but but it's it's hours and hours of conversations explaining this show and American culture, and you know the other thing he does is then he gets incensed, so he'll start googling my name, and he'll pull up like you know these horrible websites where. <laughs> They'll post pictures of me and say like I'm dying of AIDS, like just horrible things. <laughs> he'll go, and but he'll believe he'll be like, "My, what do you have AIDS? What do you?" I go, "Baby, it, why would they say you got AIDS? They don't have AIDS." I go, "Because people are they're very sick in this country, and they they don't like gay people, and you know it's not true." Dear ear AIDS, I don't know, I don't know. Like he's he's. He's never did, you know, not that I'm famous, but he's never dated anyone that has this kind of attention. And it's just, I think it's right. freaking him out a little bit, which I, I understand. Well, well welcome get, to, get to a relationship, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, AIDS, Robin uh, knows, diarrhea. I mean, you know, my whole career, I would talk about my relationships. It caused problems. Don't ask. It always does. But does. you know what it is? Relationships are funny. You had to see they me are. yesterday. You talk about a crazy, you know, my wife's so into this animal rescue. So she comes up to me yesterday and she says, guess what we have now? I go, what do we have now? A dog? She goes, no. <laughs> a guinea pig. I go, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> what do you mean we got a guinea pig? She said, this is, first of all, people are such dicks. This is, a, this is one, if you're an animal lover, you're going to hate this story, but I'm going to tell it to you anyway. Because it just tells you how fucked up everything is and what douchebags we have around us. You know, guinea pigs are kind of cute. You know, they don't harm anything. So um, she says, we got a guinea pig. I go, what are we doing with a guinea pig now? She goes, what am I going to do? When I was a kid, I had guinea pigs. I loved them. Uh, she says, a woman contacts me. The woman says, she's walking by. Now, it was freezing yesterday. She's walking by a garbage thing on the street. Like, you know, piled up garbage. Okay. In a shoebox. Somebody took their pet guinea pig, threw him in a shoebox. No food, no water, nothing an open shoebox and just stuck them in the garbage to be taken out with the garbage and, you know, and basically thrown in a garbage truck. The woman calls her. She goes, I don't know what, she didn't call us. She didn't know us. She called the local place. I don't know. And they, she said, what do I do? This is guinea pig, but I've got a cat and a dog and I don't want to put the guinea pig in there. They go, well, we don't know what to do. Why don't you call Beth Stern? She's become <laughs> the person you call. Well, next thing I know, my wife, saying okay get us the guinea pig next thing i know i'm purchasing a guinea pig cage yeah <laughs> but i'm talking about the rolls royce of guinea pig cages this fucking this this guinea pig my, and beth goes you got to name this guinea pig i said that guinea pig's name if it's a boy it's lester and if it's a girl it's leslie she goes that's the greatest name for this guinea pig leslie I said, that's right. And Leslie could be a boy or a girl. So you, you, this, this is Leslie. What a name for a guinea pig. You got to see her. 
Leslie. It's cute. I saw a picture of it. Right. Well, we got the guinea pig now. The, the, the poor guinea pig would have frozen to death. Can you imagine how yeah. heartless some scumbag Starving, is? Starving, freezing. He buys a guinea pig. He gets tired of it. Throws it up. Well, we put it, we set up a feast for this guinea pig. First of all, I'm sure these previous owners are such scumbags. Guinea pigs love the following lettuce. They love um, uh, carrots or something, whatever it is. We load, he's got a feast in there with the pellets and water. And he's got his, he had a toy, but we broke it. Don't ask what's going on with the <laughs> guinea pig, Leslie. A lot of people are writing in, they want Leslie. We want to get Leslie the best fucking home. Now all of a you sudden, you didn't tell Leslie's, Richard about it. Didn't Richard lose his guinea pig? Yeah, I don't want Richard to have this guinea pig. I'm now attached to this thing. You know, it's like, yeah, we we one time forgot to. What was the guinea pig's name? Like guinea, like like like, guinea. like piggy, oh, guinea or piggy. piggy, piggy. We didn't clean Piggy's cage for a week. Like Richard doesn't clean himself. You think he's cleaning the guinea pig? <laughs> you think he's gonna clean the guinea pig? <laughs> and Beth's upset. The guinea pig's on his own. He needs a friend. But when she had guinea pigs. That they didn't get along sometimes, and you can't put them together because then they'll fuck each other, and then they have kids. And it's a, <laughs> it, uh, don't ask. I am wrapped up in the guinea pig, like <laughs> you wouldn't guinea believe. Guinea pig land. <laughs> I'm in guinea pig land. You know, it's crazy. But the little fucker is cute. This guinea pig is. You got to see Leslie. You got to go, Robin, on Beth's Instagram and see Leslie. This guinea pig is cute. Okay. You got to watch her eating her little lettuce. And you know, people are assholes. <laughs> right away, they start writing into bed. I hope that's not romaine lettuce, or I hope it is romaine lettuce because guinea pigs, blah, 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 blah. they're not doing jack shit. They're walking right. by the garbage, <laughs> leaving the fucking shoebox open. And, uh, you know, and, and everyone's a, a, a critic. <laughs> Fuck you, Richard. You can't have Leslie. You're not getting it. <laughs> Hey, we took great care. We treated our guinea pigs like they were our kids. Like we yeah. bought, like you're probably talking about this cage that's like six foot long, yeah. four feet wide. We had the same one. It literally took up half of our apartment living room. And we'd let him even run outside of the cage to get exercise. But mm -hmm. oh, yeah. guinea pigs are the best. They are the best pets. You they got to go so, online. Look at Leslie. She is cute. I saw Oh, my right? God. She's gorgeous. Yeah. She looks like um, Taco, the guinea pig that we had for a while. Yeah. And, you and they'll, they'll live for a while. You you are going to love having a guinea pig, Howard. Well, we're, they we're, are so we, cute. I, I don't, I, listen, I got 57 <laughs> He's cats He's looking here. for a home for this guinea pig. We got, we got, I by think the way. I going to want to keep him. I, I, I can't, we kind of do, but we're not, because we just took in Grogu the cat. Forget about it. We now got, now we got seven of our own cats. I got Oh, 57. now you're up to seven? We took in this fucking Grogu. You know, they, they say he doesn't have long to live. He, the poor little guy was three years old. He's weighed four pounds. He was terribly abused. And um, now we got him here. He's happy as shit. He, the fucker has gained. In one month, he's got eight, Now he weighs eight pounds. He's eating a storm. He's having a party. He plays all day with Yoda. You they laughed at me because I had six. Well, what am I going to do? Beth says to me, "How? what are you going to do? You're going to give this cat away? I go, we give away the other one. You know, we're in the business of, uh, you know, getting homes for these animals. She goes, but it's Grogu. I go, I know, I know. All right. So we got one more. What am I going to do? 
You'll get up there pretty soon. You'll no. have to. No. Stop it. Stop that. Don't even joke about it. You got to stop with the joke. It's getting out of hand. I'm afraid to go upstairs after the show every day. <laughs> I got some new situation. Howard, we have a turtle. Yeah, right. Some, oh, we've had turtles. Really? <laughs> you know, people are such assholes. They get turtles. We had a friend. My This friend, every animal they got turned into a disaster. They really didn't <laughs> want animals. You know, they had a turtle. The turtle committed suicide. I'm not bullshitting you. <laughs> what? The turtle climbed out a window from a high uh, apartment building and, and jumped out. It couldn't take oh, it because they didn't they didn't it. take care of the fucking turtle. He he committed suicide. Oh my! God. But me, we take such good care of these animals and find them. I you know what I named my house Howard's Ark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that Noah bastard. <laughs> you have two of everything. Yeah, two. But I <laughs> two. I wish I only had two. <laughs> Howard's Ark, come visit. It's an amazing experience. Yeah, I got a message from God. He told me that I have to collect two of everything and put them on a boat. And then there's going to be a rainstorm. Big rainstorm. But getting back to you and your boyfriend, no offense. It mm. doesn't sound like it's going all that well. I mean, you guys are... Although, you know, sometimes people like to fight. It keeps it hot. Yeah, maybe but they have cultural differences, Howard, that, mm. you know, maybe too much. Now, I'm going to tell you something, Robin. Because I know something about this, and so do you, in a, to a sense. It isn't cultural. It, yes, there are cultural differences. Those can be celebrated. The problem is Chris is on the radio, and Chris is a funny guy. And that, you know, the boyfriend's accent and everything, it's funny when he talks the story, when he tells the story. And whenever you go on the radio, now, most normal people don't have radio shows. Right. They have podcasts, but they don't have radio <laughs> shows. And the podcast ain't talking to anybody. Right. On the radio... People hear about shit and everyone's got, you know, everyone's sensitive. And, and yes, uh, and he'll have that thing where I don't even know if his friends find out about this stuff, Chris. Does he have other people who call him and tell him things? Well, I was trying to get to the bottom of that because this really seemed to come out of nowhere. And there have been times before where he's seen stuff where I'm talking about him or there's a write up on the website and his only objection was I said he was from Colombia, not Panama. And apparently that's a very bad thing to say, I found out. So I thought the only issue was that. I said, do you care about the sex stuff? No, no, that is the truth. And I don't care about the truth. Just don't say I'm from fucking Colombia. I don't like that. So, okay. Yeah, but now he doesn't like, you, you said you got diarrhea. Right. Suddenly that's a a, a, a a knock against Panama. People in America get diarrhea. Tell the guy to relax. Of course. I get diarrhea right. all the time. I was why I wasn't, I wasn't oh, so alarmed. I didn't know that about you. <laughs> right. That's how I stay so thin, Robin. You probably have uh, irritable bowel syndrome. That's your problem. But uh, no, I think a lot of it's stress. When I was a kid in high school and stuff, I used to have like like horrible bouts of diarrhea because I think I was just traumatized from, you know, being, being in gay. high school. Being in wow, high school and being gay. Yeah. You know yeah. what it is? They know you're gay before you're gay. It's like, right. you know, you're walking down the hall and they're calling you the F word and you're like, oh, I never considered that. You know <laughs> what? Look into that. 
when I was walking down the hall, if they called me the F word, I would have shit my pants. So I get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I had enough problems. I didn't need to. With all the other problems you had, you didn't need that. Yeah. Honestly, oh, at least yeah. they noticed you in high school. I, I, if right. I was gay, no one would have known. They would go, that guy, I didn't even know he was here. <laughs> Nobody even bothered to figure out if I was gay or not. Oh, they, they uh, pegged me quick. In any case, I know what you're going to go through because you're, you're going to be torn up inside. Do I talk about the boyfriend? Or do I not? But, do I use that or do I not? Do I say that or do I not? And then he wants me, because, you know, he wants me to, like, run stuff by him. And I, oh, that was the other thing. Uh, he goes, I uh, know you gave him a script. You gave him a script of what to say. I said, no. How he know? How he, how he's so quick? I go, because he's been doing it for 40 years and he's very good. But it's not. I don't. I don't tell him what to say. I don't control what happens, and that's the thing. I can't you tell him. you what I'm gonna say. <laughs> you, told, you told him. We need to release yeah. a video of me like yelling at you for doing this. Yeah. then we'll be good. I'll do it. I'll test on the tape. Listen, you motherfucker. That's my boyfriend. I don't yeah. like you talk. He's not Dracula. He's not a vampire. I He's apologize. a human being. You know you're and right. Show I'm him so some sorry. respect. And you too, Robin, because he wasn't Chris? happy with you. Chris, can I, know, I say something? I suggested that Howard be Dracula. <laughs> can I say something, Chris? Right. I will never do the Dracula voice again. I am never, ever going to ever even say Panama, unless it's like Panama is the greatest country ever, because you yeah. really gave it to me, and you stuck mm -hmm. up for your boyfriend, and I, I, I apologize, and now I understand. We understand. We both yeah. understand. Don't bully him. And can I Please. say something? Yeah, I'm not going to bully your boyfriend. He's wonderful, Thank and you. I admire his, uh, you know, his work ethic and... And and Panama is wonderful. And abs, and you said, we admire yeah. his abs too. And his abs. <laughs> Who doesn't? Yeah, and 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 everyone Thank gets you. horrible diarrhea. Nothing. This has nothing to do with Panama. I have diarrhea right now, and I'm not in Panama. <laughs> and you haven't been to Panama. I haven't been anywhere. I haven't left my house, and I got diarrhea. <laughs> Gonna have it right now. I could I could not get the medication for like 24 hours. I felt I, I may as well have been back in Panama. It was like Jersey City is like a. How dare place. you say something horrible like that about <laughs> Panama? You know, he's going to edit. I would have got the medication in Panama. It's very modern. Stop Dude, it. Dude, send him the tape we just made, and uh, then he'll be off your, your back. So what are you going to do? So you, you're still his boyfriend, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Pending whatever happens after this. <laughs> right. All right. A lot of people good. have. You know uh, what it is? Can I tell you the other thing with him? And I'll be honest. He works a tough fucking job over there. He is a doctor. He's doing a residency. I mean, he's on a shift right now that's been going on since 7 a.m. yesterday, and he'll be done at mm. 3 p.m. So I think he ends that shift. He's exhausted. And then the first thing he sees is like, you know, Chris Wilde and diarrhea in Panama. And I think, and I get it. That I do understand. It's a lot. Well, for what it's worth, everyone's weighing in on you and your boyfriend. Jason Kaplan, who's now a relationship expert, thinks that oh, you guys. Excuse me. Did you hear he says you you two guys no. are not going to last? That's his theory. I, I don't know if that's it's my true. theory, you... too, Jason. I mean, it's not no, profound. No, no, it's, it's not related to the expert. Chris and I share a love for a show called 90 Day Fiance. And watching Chris from a distance is now like watching my own personal 90 Day Fiance season <laughs> on Raw. And I'm yelling at Chris on Zoom like I would yell at 90 Day Fiance on TV. Once I heard, and Chris knows this, if we were sitting, that's funny. watching 90 Day Fiance together, and one of the dudes flew over to Panama, and he found out that the boyfriend was living with his ex-boyfriend. Chris would be throwing shit at the TV. Get the fuck out. This guy's playing you. It's all a scam. So I worry. 
Chris, did I say anything uh, wrong? No, but he was not happy I mentioned that either. So I am just going <laughs> to refrain from I am just going to, you know what? Fuck you, J release this. Jason, how dare you? Don't bring that up. That's a very sensitive subject, and you should know better. Just, well, let's you know, see what you people know you're say. Yourself. Be Jason, most people seem to agree with you. Here is Rod from South Carolina. He wants to weigh in that people are fascinated by this. Go ahead, Rod. What do you want to say? Hey, now. How are you? Hey, now. You're not going to last, Rod, if you have this phone connection. I mean, get on the phone. The... Sorry, sorry. What's going so, on? What, was, what, what in the world? What I was is, yeah, I where mean, are you, Panama? <laughs> yeah, like next. Anyway, so he's dating a doctor. I mean, obviously has a good job. He has a lot going for him. It sounds like, but I mean, he's he's so successful he can't find his own fucking apartment. Like, why he is he living he with no, he has one. He has one now. He's he just doesn't move in there. use it. <laughs> no, to be totally fair, the real estate. How long, how long have you guys been dating? Well, we've been dating officially since June, but you got to remember, I've known him since like 2018. I mean, we've been on Here's each the other's deal. radar since A lot then. of people have you know made, the boyfriend I, too? I don't want to spend all show on Chris's relationship, but here's the bottom line. In today's, you know, in today's financial situation, yes, the guy's a doctor. Sounds like he's a new doctor. Probably hasn't built up a, a no. lot of dough. Exactly. No, he's not a new doctor. He's been he was he was an oncologist before, and he ch it was so oh. horrific being in oncology. He's changed to another discipline. But no, he's not a oh. new doctor. Oh, I was going to say a lot of people can't afford to move out right away. So, but it sounds to me like they, there goes that theory. The dude could move out. He is in the process of doing so, and I really am not at liberty to comment on that situation. Uh, fun Chris is out the window. He's been lectured way too many times. Let's move on. My God, this is crazy. Yeah, he's guy. muzzled. Yeah, he's no, muzzled, no, I just I don't know a lot about I don't know a lot about it, and I don't really want to know. So, Brian, you're on the air. Go ahead. Well, the the paintings on the wall. No pun intended, but Chris got left at the altar. Okay, this guy wants nothing to do with it. He can blame his bowels. He can blame his country. It is relevant that we have to see that he is embedded with his ex. Unfortunately, Chris, you're awesome. But it's right there. It's plain to see. And I'm just mm. looking out for you, Chris. It, it, we can see it. I mean, how could you not? Well, I mean, you know, I'm naive when it comes to love, and love is blind, but, uh, Brian, you wouldn't be the first one to say that Chris is being naive, that a lot of people seem to think that the boyfriend met Chris in a hotel because he's still with his ex and that he's uh And then he had to Chris. get him out of town, took him to that island. He's not. I've been, I've but been I'll tell you why. I the guy do, is not there. Okay, and I can tell you something else. Chris is putting love pictures all over the place on his Instagram with this dude. If he was uh, living a secret life with the uh, boyfriend, it would it would all come caving in on him. So I think Chris exactly. is clear on that. That's what I think. And, and he's not he hiding the pictures. relationship. No, and I was very uh, very uh, um, insistent. Insistent with that. I said, if I'm going to be 
Because that was the other thing. He was happy I was talking about him on the air because he thinks I'm some fucking Casanova who's getting all these, like, fans to come over fuck me, which I'm not doing anymore. But the point is, he was happy I was talking about him on the air and saying he's my boyfriend. So this whole thing about diarrhea and all this stuff, it really rocked my world. I didn't know it upset him. I didn't know that. All right. Listen. Well, well, Chris, you, you hang in there, and you know what? Thank you. Colombia is better than Panama. Okay? No. And I love you. Fuck you. How dare you? How dare you? Who do you think you are? Howard. My country is so wonderful. Panama, number one. Uh, you come to my country, I will fuck your blood. <laughs> I will fuck you in the ass if you come to my country. I thought you just said you would never do that again. No, that was for the Please. tape. He's going to send the boyfriend. Oh, oh, this is. Please don't make a mockery him. of this. Yeah, this is the reality. I am <laughs> going to do it. He's, he, he's back at shit. home laying in bed listening to the tape right now. Right. Gotcha. That right. man. All right, one last. And he got angry at Robin, room. too. He goes, and, and she. And yeah. you were that man, and Robin was she. And she said that water in Panama is bad water. What she know? <laughs> she knows plenty. I got news for you. She's a big Yenta. Uh, Mike, you're on the air in Michigan. Hey, now. Hey, now. Quick question for Chris. Um, I know your your boyfriend's a doctor in Panama, but no offense here, but isn't a doctor in Panama kind of equivalent to a pharmacy cashier here in the States? (laughs) No. Oh, dear. No. No. Okay. All right. He can't say that, but you can say it. Where did he get his degree? Honestly, (laughs) we better not go there. No, I see what I see what goes on in these hospitals. And I've researched it, too. The health care over there is actually pretty goddamn good. Right. So there you go. Panama has great health care. Right. Right, Chris. Better great health care. Great water. A wonderful (laughs) canal (laughs) and beautiful. We went to medical school and had wonderful lessons to cure you. Come to my ER. I will cure your disease. I will give you eternal life. <laughs> yes, if you have insurance. <laughs> insurance. <laughs> now Robin's doing the voice. I'm fine. That's right. Eternal life for you, Chris. Once I inject you with my serum. All right, lover boy. Good to well, have you home. What's the next you. move? Are you going to see him again no, soon? Uh... Well, yeah, because I, at some point I'm heading up to Canada for Christmas, so I'd like to see him before then. Um, I don't know. We'll have to figure it. He's got to wait for his schedule to come out for uh, for December, and we'll see. I see. Yeah, a lot of people. But I miss him. Like- I, you know, I was watching that Beatles documentary last night, and there was I don't know. There was some scene with like Paul was hugging Linda or something, and I got like a pang in my heart. I was like, oh my god, like I love that. I love affection, love, love and and yeah, I want that. You're going to have it. All right. I'm happy for you. You know that. I'm happy for you. I don't want to see you break up. It's a long distance relationship. And yeah, you know, a lot of people have that conception, Robin, not me. You know, we used to know, you know, guys would come over from Russia who were doctors in Russia and then they were working at the window factory, you know, uh, and it was, (laughs) it was difficult. Uh, I knew a guy from, (laughs) I knew a guy from Columbia came over here. He was a uh, top surgeon and he moved (laughs) to this country and now he drives Uber. Uh, but very lucrative, uh, Uber driver, but, uh, you know, he's doing well, but, um, 
<laughs> yeah, very you know. Hand. <laughs> but I'm sure that Chris's boyfriend uh, would have no problem uh, coming to this country and becoming a, he'd, he'd be a doctor here too. Yes, absolutely. Listen, he's not an idiot. I will say right. that he is a very no. smart person and uh, he works very very hard. So uh, all right, well, they, well, are you ever going to be able to be funny again? He's funny. Don't worry about him. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll find something else to talk about besides diarrhea and getting fucked in the ass. I'll wear a disguise, Robin, and I'll be fine. Here, here. All right. There you go. Thank you. There he is, uh, Mr. Diarrhea himself, Chris Wilding, who uh, tells us his uh, relationship is back on track after multiple breakups, but a great yeah. week in Panama. Wow. Yes. The I worst thing a- Chris did was go visit his boyfriend. That's right. (laughs) Don't you laugh over there. I am a doctor in Panama and a five-star Uber driver here. (laughs) (laughs) Now, now, there are guys I know who have come over from other countries and they become doctors here and they are quite successful and very good. Uh, Oh, I know many foreign doctors. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, there you go. Chris is uh, on track. You be Zeppelin II Deluxe Edition, whatever that oh, is. Oh, this was from a box set. Yeah, box set. We love box set. <laughs> Morph, I got the box set. Led Zeppelin, great band. Original name was the New Yardbirds. Remember that? Thank God they changed it. <laughs> That's right. We'll get into this. To the Beatles uh, band, I mean, the Beatles concert on that rooftop. I was just having the greatest time listening to them play. I might be moved to sing. I could be persuaded right now. I don't have my echo. I'm dancing right now to uh, Led Zeppelin. Right, let me gear up. Way down inside, a uh, woman uh, you need. You know, when you say they have to lose all their inhibitions in order to do the things they do, it's really true. I mean, you're sitting there trying to do woman, you need it. It's embarrassing to say that. Absolutely. (laughs) 
You know, I was once interviewing Tony Bennett. I said, when you were a young man, I mean, now it's kind of cool. I said, but, you know, you, you grew up in a different era. Was it ever considered, like, really douchey to be a singer? And he said to me, no, you know, he said, because there, was, there were a lot of cool singers back then, even in those days. Right. But I always figured, you know, being a singer, you know, it could go horribly wrong. Now it's a cool thing. But uh, you could you could be a real douche, you know. You know, I was yeah, feeling well, you bad. You know what to make of a guy who had those baggy pants and the shirt ripped down to his waist, yeah. <laughs> and he's standing on that stage just flouncing yeah, around, look, singing. You could look really stupid. I felt yeah. bad for uh, the singer Tiffany. Remember Tiffany from the eighties? Oh yes. You know about this? She no. had a rough night. Um, yeah, Tiffany. I guess still like, goes out and does these shows. And the poor girl, I mean, her career was that one song. She didn't even write it. It was Tommy James and the Shondells. Yeah, I think, I think we're, we're alone, alone now. now, right? I think we're alone now. Tommy James wrote that one. That guy wrote a lot of good songs, Tommy James. Yeah. Crimson and Clover is a great song. People think Joan Jett came up with that. No, that's Tommy James and the Shondells. That dude, Tommy James kind of looked like Robert Plant when he was young, too. Uh, yeah. yeah, what a great song anyway this guy wrote i think uh, meanwhile the irony is i think tiffany's alone now isn't she actually alone i mean i don't even know that she's married or anything <laughs> i don't know it, these songs have a way of coming true you know it's like uh, i think i'm alone now oh my god i'm alone but uh, I felt bad for her because they made a lot of this. You know, the poor girl, she went out and she does a show somewhere. I don't know, an East Oshkosh bumfuck. And she did, uh, I think I'm alone now. I guess it, she, she claims I had a bad night. I can sing, I think I'm alone now. Yeah, I'll get the oh, article. Oh, it didn't work it. out really well the other night? Oh, Jesus, I heard it. I was like, oh, the poor girl, she's on her last legs. But uh, no, it turns out, I think I believe her. You know me. Maybe I'm gullible, but here, I got the article somewhere here. These pile of papers. Um, recent concert in Florida. Tiffany seemed unable to hit any of the notes in her signature hit, I Think We're Alone Now. And then some people started heckling her. Here it is. Here's they got the Of course, everyone's got a phone. They came to see her, and she's having some trouble, so then they turn on her? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Great think fans. about it. Well, think about these fans. For a second. You know, it is a pandemic. Uh, you're risking your life when you go out to see somebody. And I can imagine where Tiffany is. It's probably a little play. You know, and he, he, when she hits, I think you're alone now. You better fucking sing that good. You know what I mean? <laughs> if I'm risking my life, imagine risking, imagine getting COVID while listening to I think we're alone now. But here is the performance, and this is what happened. <laughs> Here. I'm digging the guitar player though. He kept going the whole time. He didn't stop. But anyway, it sounded bad. And then she, I guess she was dealing with some of the hecklers and she started telling them, fuck you guys. And then the fans get upset because, hey, man, we're your fans and you're telling us to go fuck ourselves. So then she had to get on 
social media and apologize. And I, I watched every bit of this. <laughs> you were you were wrapped. <laughs> I loved it. Beth kept feeding me the videos. I go, she goes, you remember Tiffany, right? I go, of course. It was Tiffany and Debbie Gibson. Debbie Gibson, That's you know, right. was the good girl, and Tiffany was like the bad girl. And I remember the whole thing. She goes, yeah, you got to hear this. But then Tiffany issued an apology where she said, listen, guys, I, I, I had a really bad night. I can't sing. I think I'm alone now. Cut the shit. She even started singing on the apology. And, and, and in fact, I'm going to back her up. Here she is in um, September of this year, okay, on a different night where her voice wasn't giving her problems. And here she is singing, I think we're alone now. Not the what you heard before. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's no PA or anything. You know, that not, not, in other words, there's some fan recording, but she sounds like she's on key. So uh, there you go. Well, what was the apology? Apology was like, hey, a, a curse I sh- situation. <laughs> I shouldn't have said, I shouldn't have said, fuck you. Listen, you, Tiffany, you need every fan you got. I shouldn't have said, fuck you to you guys. That was the number one apology. Number two, listen, I had a bad night. I had my voice. I should have canceled the whole show, but hey, I wanted the show must go on and my voice was shot. So that's the apology. Yeah. I mean, she could have explained I to people. Dull. Well, that I'm going to try to do this, even though I'm having some vocal trouble. Like Chris Wilding, she she just didn't explain herself well. <laughs> oh, yeah. no bad. Tommy James had a lot of hits now that I'm thinking about him. I think we're alone now. Crimson and Clover. Moni Moni was his, too. Yeah. Crystal Blue Persuasion and Hanky Panky. My baby does the Hanky does the Panky. Hanky Panky. What does that mean? Does she would that she cheats on him? Because hanky panky no, 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 no. shenanigans. I think, I think it's you know like you got to think of all these songs as like teenage songs. I think she's giving it up. My baby does the hanky panky. My baby. Woo! I can play this. My baby does. And listen, the this is the whole song, right? Yeah. You know you. <laughs> I could have written this, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I tried to make hit songs. I couldn't do it. You've been writing too many words. Yeah. <laughs> I, I um. I was even jealous when Rick Dees came out with Disco Duck. I'm like, you know, okay, it's a goofy song, but it's a fucking hit. I wish I had written Disco Duck. I wrote to him. I said, I wish I had written Disco Duck. I don't care. Just want to hit record. Anyway. All right. Thank you, Hanky Panky. Hey, I did want to uh, celebrate today the year in review. You know, it really is that time of year. We're, we're just starting December. We have a couple of shows left. Things are going to get busy. I don't want the year. That's the sound of happiness. I don't want the year 
to end without some sort of recap of some of the highlights, at least in my opinion. You have highlights, Robin. I have highlights. I wanted to give you some of the highlights of the year. Well, that's interesting because uh, I think most years we don't even get to this. You say you're going to do it. <laughs> I know. And I never get to the highlights. <laughs> so uh, here it is, year in review, uh, for your listening pleasure. I'll keep it tight, not like the Beatles movie. <laughs> First of all, this was the year, again, with the COVID-19. It, it continued on, and as I said, I said to you this pandemic will last two years, and even I was wrong because it's going to last over five. You know, it's interesting. Least. I was looking at the different variations of COVID that we've had. First, there was the original COVID. Then That's there was right. beta. Right. And there were a few other variations, and then Delta came on and, and wiped out beta. was more contagious. Right. You, than you don't even hear more. about beta anymore. Anymore, yeah. Everything's Delta. And now it's Omicron. Omicron is wiping out Delta. (laughs) Well, we don't know that yet. Right now it's just, you know, making a play. But Mu never went anywhere, and a couple of others never went anywhere. But maybe Omicron will. And Omicron is the coolest name of all. (laughs) But uh, I got to tell you, I sit there and watch the news in the morning. I watch uh, the Rachel Maddow show. While I'm eating my breakfast, Beth is on the computer in our kitchen. And I sit there. I didn't realize I, I finally I think I'm I think I think a lot of things I do annoy Beth. But this, I think, is number one. And I don't realize I'm doing it. I'm watching this Rachel Maddow. And when she, you know, she starts talking about Omicron and what's going on with it. And the assholes in this country who won't get vaccinated, you know, whatever it is, I sit there and I go. Oh my God. Ay oh, Jesus. You know, I start you yelling. You do this out loud. Out loud. I didn't realize how vocal I am. Well, this morning she had it with me. <laughs> she goes, you sound like you're having a nightmare over there. Cause you know, you're like, Oh, she starts imitating me. Oh, oh, I go, Oh, party over. I guess I'm annoying you. Then I got mad and I said to her, well, you know, if you would watch the news, you would Maybe be you'd doing be this moaning too. with me. <laughs> you'd be moaning with me. We're fucked. I mean, everything from Barbados is, uh, you know, the, the slavery in Barbados years ago and the queen. And then you got the Omicron and the fucking bullshit lies that they're telling. And the people believe it. And the people, I go, you would be like that too. You would be moaning. She goes, listen. <laughs> Uh, you sound ridiculous. You're, you're screaming. Maybe you shouldn't watch the news. So it got into a thing. It got into a thing. I think I annoyed. Oh, dear. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the, the, the Moderna CEO said he thinks Omicron's going to be, quote, a significant challenge for vaccines. Yeah, but then the Pfizer guy said something else. Hey, we don't know yet, but I was just groaning. And I didn't mean to annoy Beth, but I just feel miserable. You got to keep that under control. You got to stop with all the noises. I didn't know. And you know, in a way, I want her to be miserable like me. I want her to know. I want her to know what's going on. Stop it. Stop it. I even make the sound loud so she can hear Rachel Maddow. That's what you're doing. You're trying to get her in on it. Yeah, I'm trying to engage with her. I'm like, oh. (laughs) I 
Ah, mistress. You know, maybe I'm getting on her nerves. I get it. <clears throat> but I, I go, but honey, do you hear what Rachel Maddow is saying? She goes, maybe you got to stop watching her in the morning. But um, anyway, COVID-19 continues to plague us. The fuck nuts in this country who won't get vaccinated aren't helping. Um, I told you. The insurance companies got to stop insuring these people, and hospitals got to accept. They got to stop accepting them into the emergency room. Yeah, because I heard again in New York they're going to stop taking people who have uh, non-essential situations because they got to save every bed for the possible COVID outbreak. Well, in any case, Robin, no year in review would be perfect without uh, some sort of montage. So many people have stopped, uh, you know, so many people have lost their mind. You ask them to wear a mask, you ask them to get a vaccine, and they just go berserk. Here is a montage of idiots. If you think for one minute that those political elites actually got that vaccination, you are smoking meth in your mama's basement. This is truly the final takeover. This is like the modern-day Holocaust, and they're trying to separate people from their families if they're not getting the vaccine. Look, just just look, there's an ambulance outside for us. As if I really have COVID. Val- no. I said don't take me out yet. I'm going to be in charge of my own fucking life. You cannot arrest me. I've done nothing illegal. I have done nothing illegal. Assholes. All of them. Uh, God. Comparing this to a Holocaust, asking somebody. These people should only be in the Holocaust. They should be locked up in a concentration camp with the threat every day of being gassed. I wonder why people are after them in particular. You know, like they're always saying they're trying to control me. They're trying to. Who who are you? You got (laughs) to wear a mask. Oh, such a shame. Fuckers. Yeah. It is. It occurred to me the other day that the people who are most worried about being taken over do absolutely nothing. (laughs) You know, scientists aren't worried about somebody coming in and making them make things that they don't want to make. It's these people who do nothing. They're being controlled. Yeah, like somebody's looking to control them. Who wants to control them? Um, Anyway, speaking of Holocaust, this is just a side tangent. They had a... Talk about Holocaust. An 86-year-old great-grandmother was crowned Miss Holocaust survivor at a pageant in Israel earlier this month. I was thinking about this. Um, so the, the, there's, this is unbelievable. The winner of the pageant was Selena Steinfeld. Um, about 400 Holocaust survivors were in a beauty pageant. And she wow. was crowned, she was 93 years old, she was crowned Miss Survivor. And I'm thinking about this. This is the worst thing you could do to a survivor. Okay, she's happy. But the 399 other people who didn't become Miss Holocaust Survivor, I mean, who, they don't need that. I mean, who another trauma. think of a Holocaust Survivor beauty pageant? Imagine what surviving Hitler. What mind came up with Well, that? it was a good intention. The intention was there are so many Holocaust deniers they wanted to bring attention to the fact that there really was a Holocaust. So these people who had actually lived it 
you know, how do you get people to watch? You got to make it like the voice. You got to make some kind of contest and they somehow would drive home that there was really a Holocaust. But imagine surviving Hitler. You make it into and your eighties and nineties, yeah, and then being a loser, you're not. You're, you're told uh, you're you're not hot enough for the pageant to win. <laughs> uh, yes, you've been through a lot, but that face is just not going to cut it. You are not oh. Miss Holocaust. You know, some of these women were Auschwitz eights, but uh, they're not a ten for the for the beauty pageant. <laughs> Look, there's got to be some yeah. other way to commemorate the Holocaust than putting 90-year-old people through a beauty contest. The only way you can get people to pay attention to the Holocaust, like Mel Gibson, he wouldn't even he called it the Miss Liar pageant. He doesn't <laughs> he doesn't believe there was a Holocaust. So uh but uh, this inspired a lot of people. They they're now going to take the people, the women who survived uh, 9/11 in the World Trade Center and they're going to have a 9-11 Butterface contest to see who looks the worst. <laughs> dog face. Dog face. Dog face Miss 9-11 dog face contest. Uh, <laughs> people have all kinds of ideas. But can you imagine that, that there are a bunch of women who survived the Holocaust, which is unbelievable, and now they are not cutting it in the Miss Holocaust <laughs> Survivor contest. <laughs> you like that. <sighs> Life's a bitch. That's the way yeah, it is. It's terrible. If I had been a judge, I would have said, you know what? Every one of you women wins. You're all winners in my book. I'm not picking a, I'm not picking a Miss Holocaust survivor. No, you would have said, look. You're all winners. I think you're all winners. That's but right. we can only have one Miss Holocaust. <laughs> I would have left. I would have left. I don't mind on America's Got Talent telling somebody they won, but not on the Miss Holocaust survivor contest. But anyway, getting back to the year in review. So 2000. Uh, what year is it? 2021. 2021. We're, I'm sorry. We're still, we're still, <laughs> we're still battling the COVID. And also the other big events. Some idiots believe that the uh, 2020 presidential election was rigged. They stormed the Capitol on January 6th. A more motley crew you'd never, never find. Horrible moment in this country. Traitors, all of them want to eliminate the results of the election. Bunch of fucking nincompoops. Now, the, 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 to me, the funny part of all that insurrection was that most newscasters could not say inciting an insurrection. They couldn't do it. <laughs> so here is the year in review of newscasters struggling with the word insurrection. Make no mistake, Donald John Trump incited the erection. Just two weeks ago, he did incite an erection on the Capitol. Lawmakers will begin to decide whether to convict former President Trump for inciting the erection. The House voted this afternoon to impeach him on one count of inciting an erection, uh, an insurrection. The House quickly impeached Trump earlier this month, uh, citing him with uh, inciting an erection. There is no comparison <laughs> to inciting an erection. Former President Trump incited an erect, excuse me, incited an insurrection with his rhetoric. President of the United States, who has been impeached for inciting the erection. Representative Benny Thompson and the NAACP accused Trump of inciting the deadly erection. erection. (laughs) Everybody went right to erection. That was was, the mistake everybody made. There are a bunch of filthy, dirty minds out there. (laughs) By the way, uh, Chuck Schumer, our own New York senator, and uh, Anderson Cooper, friend of the show, those are the first two voices in that montage having trouble with that. 
Uh, having trouble with erections? <laughs> having trouble with the erection, insurrections. <laughs> I had an insurrection yesterday, but nothing came out. Sad. I'm getting older. I'm not kidding. I watched really? lesbian. I was watching a lesbian massage porn. I was like, hey, let me whack one out. Motherfucker. Just rubbing that taffy. what does that feel like when nothing comes out? I go, Jesus Christ, what's next on this earth? Sheesh, well, I, I mean, sh- what does your penis do? Go, nothing? Nah, all does it make a noise go, at all? <laughs> no, all of a sudden you go, this is a waste of time. Like, it's <laughs> it's erect, but it's nothing's going to shoot out. So I you go, maybe tell. I'll try. Nothing's there. I'll, tr- I'll try for another day. Yeah. Put the that tank away. was empty. <laughs> Put it away. Man, when I was young, Maron, I used to have five times a day I would shoot stuff out of that thing. It was you crazy. You used it up. I swear. <laughs> you know what it is? I read an article. This is what these articles do to you. In order to avoid prostate cancer, you got to come at least 21 times a month. Can you imagine now? Yeah, you did say that a, a while back. So you've been trying the 21 times a month? And Well, when you're young, you don't worry about prostate cancer. You know what I mean? You don't think about it. Because it's automatically get, happening. Yeah, as, as you get older, you start to worry about prostate cancer. So it's always in the back of my mind. And, you know, Beth and I bang. But, you know, the poor woman, she's not going to bang me every night. And, uh, you know, if you add it up, I get a nice maybe 12-er out of the month. <laughs> so I got to make up what she doesn't do. You know, I knew we had banged on uh, Sunday night. So here it was Monday. I went, let me get, let me yeah. get in uh, a prostate thing. I wasn't particularly horny or anything. I was just like, you know what? It's a good time to do it. And uh, then I'll take a breather for two days and maybe bang Beth. So I got a regimen going. Right. I can ruin anything, even sex. I can ruin fun. You know, I, now I that's just do. Routine. But now that's then, yeah, yeah. Now, now there's a problem. <laughs> so I went to the YouTube, uh, you know, you porn, and uh, you know, you still have to write out the word on your iPhone, you porn. That they're they're playing this game. They don't want kids to go on you porn. So normally it would be once I type Y, it would go right to you porn because I'm on there all the time. Right. Okay. But you got to type it all out with my big thumbs. I'm like, ah, oh, motherfucker. I, I, you know, till I get that word in there. <laughs> when does you it go finally on. grab on and say, okay, we'll do the porn for you? Oh, Y-O-U-P-O-R-N. You got to spell out oh, the whole no, thing. Oh, no, you have to do the whole thing. Oh, the whole humiliating spell. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you write it out. Well, same with the word fuck on the iPhone. It changes it to duck every time I write fuck. If I'm writing to someone. <clears throat> I mean, really? Come on. See, I don't know these things. You never write fuck? Why are you writing text? fuck? Because I'm angry or something. Go, ah, it's <laughs> fucked up. And then it's like, ah, that's ducked up. And you sound like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just so silly, but all right. So I went on the report. And then the first thing you come to is you got a couple of, you, it gives you options. You could go right to categories, which I normally do. They got a category now, fantasy. What is fantasy? What is fantasy? Yeah. Isn't it all fantasy? It's, it, well, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> fantasy is like cartoon porn. People are beating oh, off the cartoon geez. porn. Oh, jeez. I got enough problems with real people. Imagine I'm sure I beat off to a cartoon. That was never my thing. <laughs> but, um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I went to massage two two gals massaging one another, and and this one particularly attracted me because it's it said, you know, naive girl first time massage, you know. So I like that. But there was no story. I like a story. I think that's why also I couldn't blow a load. Like it, it would have been fun if the girl's like, well, this is wrong. You you know, I want to keep. Yeah, I was going to say, how did she act out naive? She was not naive. She walks in. She takes <laughs> off all her clothes. She's laying there naked. So, you know, I mean, it was no pretend. I like, here's the story I want to see. I'm uncomfortable with massage. I've never had my body touched. And then the woman should be like, look, I'm a professional masseuse. Let me take you through this. And then she would say, okay, but I want to leave my panties and bra on. And then she kind of slowly convinces her to take the bra off. And then she convinces her, you know, she's, well, maybe if you put a sheet over me, you know, I need resistance. Uh, that turns okay. me on resistance, a seduction. But instead, this girl comes in and takes off her rope. Right up front, that she's supposed to be naive. You'd think that would be there. This, of reluctant. course, that's what I was relying yeah. on for my, my yeah. session. <laughs> and instead, she comes in like a pro and whips <laughs> off that and beautiful girl. Lays down on the more beautiful women are in lesbian porn. Girls who will fuck Is guys that still on film. holding true. Absolutely, that's why I watch lesbian porn. It's a better grade of of, of good looking people. Grade, yeah, grade, grade A, good looking people. That's it. I said it. <laughs> like a chicken or an egg. <laughs> like a chicken, grade A. And I um and she lays down right on her belly. And the masseuse walks in. No in a, sheet, even. No sheet. And the masseuse walks in. This really sucked. No wonder I couldn't come. The masseuse <laughs> walks in, and she's wearing a silky, like, negligee robe. Now, and then she sits on the woman's legs right away and starts rubbing her ass. Oh, my goodness. And it was nothing naive. They're acting terrible. Script, terrible. <laughs> terrible. No, no script. Like, like, like. Like our show, no script, <laughs> you know, no attention to detail. I was so bummed out. Well, anyway, then this woman immediately starts rubbing this girl's vagina aggressively. And the girl likes it vagina so much. Boozy. She gets up on all fours. Boozy. Now you could see her asshole into her asshole and her whole <laughs> vagina, which is too graphic for Bastrics. me. And... The the number one horrible thing, I never saw anything like this. This girl's asshole, she, gorgeous girl, looked like she still had duty in it. Like it was so brown. Like, now I see why people die, you know, people in porn die like their assholes. They do that bleaching thing. Bleaching, yeah. because this girl looked like she had a shit in her ass. <laughs> and it ruined the whole thing. And it was too graphic and too, and it's just like, and I'm rubbing my taffy. And it's, you know, and I'm like, oh, no wonder yeah. your penis revolted. I know. And I was just like, maybe I should switch to another one. Then I went, you know what? It's almost dinner time. I'm just going to put this thing away and let's get back to it. Let's get back to it. <laughs> take a shower and go. It's over. Ooh, but this girl's asshole was not designed for a close-up. <laughs> I mean, who's, who's the director on these Who's things? shooting these things? Who's shooting it? Certainly not Peter Jackson. Or maybe it is. He's leaving everything in. It's no editing. <laughs> but I love his story, and I can't. I couldn't find a good story. I love when, like, you know, oh wow, our stepmom is out of the house, and you know, 
I saw one it was so contrived, but I loved it. The guy sitting there, meanwhile, it looks like he just got out of jail. You know what I mean? These guys in porn. You know, yeah, but these he's guys in be... porn, I don't know where they're getting mm, them, but they don't rare, look like rare. upstanding citizens. It's a prison release program. Like, you know what? You, you can't get a job, but be in porn. This guy, he's sitting there. You know, he's got 57 tattoos. In he, meanwhile, he's a high school boy. <laughs> and the stepsister comes in and goes, I want you. You know, like she goes, oh, my God, mom's out. You know, stepmom's out of town and no one's home and. And she somehow blackmails him into fucking her. He goes, it's wrong. It's wrong. I can't fuck you. She goes, yeah, well, if you don't fuck me, I'm going to tell mom you fucked me anyway. And then you're going to, all right, all right. Oh, one of those. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Boom. Nice. A story. Give me a story. (laughs) I love the realtors. Young, attractive woman. Realtor porn. I watch that. That's realtor. Realtor porn. Young, attractive woman, no bra, of course. The titties are out, everything. She's wearing a mini dress. It's like a porn star selling your house. And she goes, uh, the guy comes in, the guy, and the guy's an asshole. The guy's just total dick. Yeah, I've got millions of dollars. I don't know if I'm going to buy this house. Uh, maybe I'll buy it. I don't. Oh, please, please. I never had a commission. I'm new to this. I'm going to get fired. Please buy the house. Oh, yeah? You want me to buy this house? And you can imagine. Uh-huh. If you fuck, blow me and fuck me, and I'll buy the house. <laughs> And uh, it's I love that. Wherever there's, like, tension. I don't know. even understand why you like that so much. It's not love. It's not, <laughs> no. oh, wow, look at that guy over there. I want him. One of my favorite lesbian porns is this woman, older woman. Like, when I say older, you know, she's probably 29, you know. <laughs> and she um, she put an ad in the paper. She wants a girl to come over and, and be like her servant. Mm-hmm. Young, attractive girl shows up. I mean, very attractive. And she says right away to her, she goes, uh, get down on your knees and eat my pussy. And this girl's like, what? She goes, "You stop it. You know what this job is. And if you want, I do, I want this job. I need it. Meanwhile, she can't, she can't get any other job. She goes, well, make me happy. And this woman spreads her legs and this girl starts eating her up. And she's like, disgusted. Like the girl's like, oh, I can't believe I have to do this. Come on, hurry up and make me really like it. Pussy. And then she, and then after she gets eaten out, she says to the girl, why don't you serve me my breakfast now? Which is fantastic. Then I'm like, this is the greatest porn I've ever seen. I don't know what this means about it means, you as a human being. I don't know. And I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't even tell my psychiatrist I watch these things. I don't well, want to hear. That's why you can't get over your OCD. You got to open up. <laughs> no, I'm not opening up about this. To you, I'll open up. No one else. <laughs> I'm sorry. He wants to hear about this. Let him listen to the show. <laughs> I hope he's listening in today or whenever you see him he goes why don't you tell me about these uh, porn selections uh, you make porn is crazy JD was telling me he was watching a porn where the girl still had toilet paper in her ass like little flakes oh of toilet paper God. like 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 uh, what do you call it dingleberries right JD where were you, what yeah. site were you on where you saw that yeah I don't remember it's been, it's been years ago I mean there's so much porn sites out there uh but uh yeah it so was many. not a pretty yeah it's not a pretty uh it took me out of fantasy I'm not like in the in the anal anyway but you know when she bent over <laughs> here I'll, I'll the, tell you the, what I got a game here for Robin Robin will like this Topical but, uh, porn game. The topical porn game. There's a, um, I don't, uh, I use porn to escape. I'm not looking for topical porn, but online they now have a thing called topical porn. And apparently 
There are guys out there, don't ask me who they are, they jerk off to current news events. You know, like they like their porn to revolve around what's happening. Oh, really? They don't care how specific the story, they don't care how depressing the story. But um, And how does it work? Is this a newscaster? Well, like I'll name a current No, I'll name a current topic like the infrastructure bill and you should uh-huh. guess if you could find porn about the infrastructure bill. Right. Okay, I'm right. going to okay. say Well, don't no, that how was an example. Make... I'll give you. Here's the Okay, I'll give you a, a practice one. The border crisis. This is an easy one. The border right? crisis think, is easy. Think about it. Well, in the sense that you got to ask yourself, is there porn that we found about the border crisis? Now, in my mind, when I start thinking about that, I'm like, oh, my God, somebody wants immigration. Somebody wants to get into the country. Right, right, right. Right? It's got to be. There's got to be. But There's you don't know. I would say that should be right for porn. You think there? You, you would think there's border crisis porn. And in fact, you would be right. Listen to this. This is border border <laughs> crisis porn. You don't even know how many fucking laws you broke over there. I was suck the ring out of your finger. Do you not understand? I'm married. No comprende? Do you not understand? I would do anything. Nobody has to know. What nice. do you mean you'll do anything? Oh, right away. Hold off on that van <laughs> for about 30 minutes. Hey. Promise, don't take me back. You're not gonna take me back. Oh, you don't want me to take you back? No. Is that why you're sucking my cock? (laughs) If you're willing to suck a dick to get into America, then you're an American to me. (laughs) That's the American way. Actually, Robin, I was fooling you. That is important. It's actual tape from the border that I've confiscated. (laughs) All right, so you're right. All right, the Green New Deal. The Green um, New Deal. This is, uh, you know, that Congresswoman. That doesn't sound that, uh, like a thing you could get sexy about. Well, let me give you some thoughts. Congresswoman right. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez climate bill. Is there a topical porn about the Green New Deal? Oh, I just figured it out. Yes, there is. What are you thinking? I'm thinking somebody who looks like her trying to get somebody to vote for she, her exactly. bill. Okay, here it is. Your answer is correct. In this scene, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, or AOC, wants Trump to support her climate bill, but she oh, has God. other things. Yeah, Yes, he has other things on his mind in order for, this, for him to support this. Yes. Mr. President, thank you so much for taking the time to see me. AOC, it's good to see you. It's good really to see, terrific. Yeah, it's good to see you, too. Uh, do you have a couple minutes? I wanted to see if I could talk to you about my Green New Deal. We've got to get these carbons and stuff down to zero emissions. That's my goal. Have you read it? No. No? This is a little more pressing. Is this for me? It's an executive order. That's right. I just signed it. Executive order. You, AOC, must get face fucked. Uh, That's Trump. That Trump Tower. This guy's not even trying to do an accent or sound like Trump no, no. at all. See, I couldn't, a jerk off to I couldn't jerk oh, off to that. You're kidding. No, I couldn't. I know. I don't see. To me, that's too fake. Like I, yeah. I got to believe something is real in it. I a- know that AOC sounds crazy. Is, 
AOC is very popular. I've seen multiple places uh, wherein a uh, quote unquote AOC is uh, performing. Oh, I imagine that there are a lot of men who want to do oh, terrible yeah. things to her. <laughs> oh, she's hot. I'll tell you what, and I, maybe I'm nuts. No, 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 AOC no. should try this. I bet that bill would finally pass <laughs> if she really wants to get this thing done. You know? Oh, it's Greta Thunberg. Hi. Oh. Yeah, you born that makes fun of the Green New Deal. It's trying to save the planet. I, I'm playing it I as an example. I, stop it. I'm trying, you know, joke? you know what I'm trying to do. I'm trying Global to say. Global warming is not a topic for pornography. and phonography. But it is. I'm not saying it. I didn't make that porn. What's with you? Everything I say, you say the opposite of. It's unbelievable. No. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. See? Watch, watch this, Robin. temperatures create hot heat waves and droughts and heavier rainfall, and you're beating yes. off to pornography. Yes. No. <laughs> yes. Yes. No. 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 While you're no. watching porn, the earth is dying. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No. Yes. <laughs> you're confusing her. Let's do this no. again. No. Yes. 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 It's not no. sexy. It's dire and important. <laughs> you should be saving the environment, not tugging your penis. No. Wait. Wait. <laughs> I tell you. <laughs> uh, All right. Is there porn? Okay. This is a horrible story. Remember the girl, Gabby Petito, yes. this year, a terrible tragedy. Young woman's living in a van with her boyfriend. By the way. I mean, I had a nice house. I couldn't get women to live with me. I mean, this guy's in a van. <laughs> He's you, in you a got... truck and not even a nice van. A young woman was living in a van with her boyfriend. Remember? Good-looking girl, too. Senselessly murdered. Cross-country uh, cross road trip. Very attractive. Was there Gabby Petito porn made after the oh, tragedy? I hate to think that this would be, mm. but yes. Yeah, you're dealing with degenerates. Actually, for once, no. There was no It is no? Before. Yeah, people had the good sense not oh, to make that. Oh, thank goodness. People aren't as bad as I think they are. All right. Coronavirus. Speaking of depressing subjects, do you think we found cor- coronavirus porn? There's nothing on... There's nothing I bet sexy. you there's vaccine porn, porn uh, mask porn. <laughs> well, there is... Coro- you're right. There's coronavirus porn. Here is a scene where Dr. Fauci shows up to this hot blonde woman's house in a hazmat suit to make sure she's quarantining, and then she blows him. (laughs) Here it is. Dr. Fauci. What does internationally renowned Dr. Dick taste like? Because I really want to find out. I'd probably guess science. You know, uh, you know, I, I understand if Dr. Fauci jerks off to this, but who in their right mind would want to jerk off to this? I'm not, you know. <laughs> I can't even imagine looking for it. Okay. Jeff Bezos, one of the richest guys in the world, maybe the richest guy in the world. One of. They go back All and right. forth, him and Elon Musk. People are jerking off to Dr. Fauci, but do you think we found porn where Jeff Bezos, like Jeff Bezos porn? Of course.
Wow. Quick answer and your quick answer led to the right answer. In this scene, Jeff Bezos is in his office auditioning hot chicks to go into space with him because he wants to join the Mile High Club in orbit. The first girl only wants to talk about science, so he gets really bored with her. He's like, fuck you. If you could do anything in zero gravity, what would you like to do? Well, I would really like to study the effects of zero gravity on our antibodies and cell regeneration and how it can be applied to basically every medical research from the cancer and common cold. I want to measure the time that it takes to move around in space. You know what? The time that it takes for me to care about that is really kind of flown out the window because if you really want to study something, I have something right here that you can study. And we can take that right to the moon. Um, you know, I he hates this girl. I mean, it's so, first of all, why can't they get good sound in porn? I mean, honestly, I don't know. I don't so- know where they're hiding this microphone, mm. but it's not good. I know. So cheaply done. But uh, but then the next girl comes into Jeff Bezos and she she's really into Jeff Bezos and she blows him and they start fucking while they rot, watch a uh, rocket footage. No, no. <laughs> I mean, and 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 here I Two, one. Oh, yes, baby. That rocket ship is going to the moon. Oh, my God, bless you. Oh, my God. Jeff Bezos porn. He's going to the moon. So corny. I, I couldn't beat off to that. This is why porn has deteriorated. People don't have any taste. <laughs> Do you think there's critical race theory porn? Oh, of course. No, the answer is no. Oh, they haven't caught up to it yet. No. What about Karens? You know these women who yell? First of all, yes, yes, yes. Yep. You know Karens are middle-aged white women who always call the cops or complain to a manager. And in fact, they've incorporated this into porn. This is Karen porn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, what's going on? This is exactly what I expected to see. And I'm about to call the property manager. The property manager? What's going on? All I can smell is weed and chicken, fried chicken. Come come, come on in. I can't can't hear you. Jeez, come in. If you turn down your music, you can hear me. I don't... don't... You're going to invite me in? Let me turn the music down. Hold on just a sec. Yeah, please, come in. Come in. Hold on. I think I do need to calm down a little bit, so... Maybe you can give me a massage. My shoulders are really hurting. Oh, these are so bad. Yeah, these oh. are really bad. I'm not beating off to any of this, by the way. I want to make that clear. I don't know how you found it. Eric Adams ran against Curtis Sliwa in the New York City mayoral race. Was there porn about it? Yes. No. Finally. No? Something no. No. <laughs> they ne- we couldn't find one porn on the mayoral race <laughs> in New York City. Nothing sexy about those two guys. Britney Spears conservative ship. What is that called? Conservatorship. 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 What do you think? Britney Spears. I, I mean, would have people... to say there's got to be Britney Spears conservator porn. Yeah, because I mean, people jerk off to Britney Spears, the real one. Why not? Yeah. Uh, and yes, yeah. The real Britney Spears likes posting sexy pictures on her social media. And in this porn... Her photographer tries to hit on her before her conservator dad shows up. 
And then, here, well, here he is hitting on her. I'll give you a little sample. You know, I've always been, like, a huge sex icon. Yeah, heard that, Brittany. <laughs> Perfect. Just a quick question, Brittany. Uh, mm-hmm. What time do you think your dad gets back? Um, I don't know. You know, I thought you weren't going to bring him up again. I'm no, I'm just, I'm, I'm just curious so what time. After you're done taking my photos, okay? She's a pretty good Britney Spears, I got to say. It's a uh. pretty good... Uh, but in this scene, the photographer, Brittany's really horny from being cooped up by her dad. So, of course, they have to have sex. And the photographer gets really lucky with her. Here we go. Hmm. Fuck Britney Spears. I know you've jerked off to this so many times. I've jerked off to so many times. Especially to your music videos. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Hit that pussy one time, baby. Hit Hit that pussy one more time is in reference, of course, to her song. Right? Yes. Baby, hit me one more time. Right. Yes. In this scene, Brittany sings, oops, I squirted again. Enjoy this. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, anyway, I would like them to ban current event porn. I don't like it. It's very, uh, it's rushed and it's very low quality. I don't know what the actors look like. Maybe they're attractive, but... That dialogue really leaves you wanting. You're a tough critic. You really are. All right. So I played you all the uh, montage of uh, the insurrection, didn't I? You know, no, I'm, I'm, I'm you back to my us, year in review. Yeah, yeah you I did. played us the people um, going crazy. Did you play oh, yeah, I know where I left of the you. insurrection? I don't think so. Yeah, but the, the, all the newscasters saying the word erection oh, instead that. of insurrection. Okay. Yeah. So that's, um, let me move on with the year in review because it's getting late. Knocks on the door. We, uh, we incorporated a lot of people knocking on the door this year. Many surprise drop-ins, Robin. In case you're just tuning in, we're doing a year in review. But the year in review has been going on for 17 hours. <laughs> we act this year we installed a door into the studio so people could knock on the door and tell us they were here yeah like Greta Thunberg um as a result we tried to have a civilized political debate between President Trump and former California Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger this year and I it remember devolved. that you remember that? Yeah, that was a highlight to me. It devolved pretty quickly into them hurling insults at each other. This Trump is an existential threat to our democracy, Howard. And also, his dick is super small. A one-term president with a one-inch cock. Austrian loser. Cheeto dick. You know what, <laughs> bitch tits? Yeah, well, you're, you're a piss lover. Box office poison. Trump. I challenge you to a cock off. Listen to this. That's pathetic. That's pathetic. Listen to this. Listen to this. I thought it'd be more impressive. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Some of the impressions on the show are getting too good. This year, our Alex Jones puppet sounded so much like the real thing that he was mistakenly quoted in the Daily Mail. Remember, remember I know. that? The Daily Mail. And then the real Alex Jones was all pissed off. But here's the truth, and this is a, a great clip from this year. 
The Alex Jones puppet was only slightly exaggerating things that the real Alex Jones had actually said. Now, in this clip, you're going to hear the real Alex Jones first and then our puppet. And you'll see uh, there is not that big a difference. This Trump is an ex. Oh, wrong one. Here. <laughs> tell you, you got to take these vaccines to live your life. You've got to take this to be able to get on a plane. And then they tell you later, by the way, this could kill your ass. And it's got HIV in it. It has HIV in it. It has HIV in it. It has HIV in it. They want forced inoculation of the Gates vaccination, which has the HIV delivery system gene coding. It has HIV in it. It has HIV in it. It has HIV in it. <laughs> so, uh, fake Alex Jones. Well, then what Very... did he say was wrong with that imp- impression? Yeah, nothing. <laughs> I think our, our guy was actually a little too sane. <laughs> I think if our Alex Jones replaced the real Alex Jones, no one would notice. That's what I think. Nobody would know. Right. Another big thing this year, as we do every year, was Cocktober. No year goes by on this show without celebrating Cocktober. This year we had a segment called Stupid Penis Tricks. All of the tricks had names. Even the callers and Fun George got into it. It was pretty cool. We started with the helicopter, the fire hose. Those are pretty obvious. The hot dog, the hamburger. Then we would go to the Nautilus, the baked potato. This is a Robert doing the classic baby bird. Big guy. <laughs> the Eiffel Tower or the Loch Ness Monster. Wow. Wow. And hello. Uh, you are going to perform something called the French Keister. Is that correct? That's correct, yes. <laughs> so you're going to shit your own balls out of your ass. <laughs> Brad. Help me fold my penis into the Starship Enterprise. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of fun with that. I hope you loved Cocktober this year as much as I did. In fact, Sal and Richard contributed to Cocktober this year. They performed synchronized urinating. Well, I didn't know whether you were going to find that a highlight or a low light. I loved it. When Sal choked and could not perform, (laughs) Richard is the one pissing. They, They had practiced this for hours, days, actually. Um, and it was so great. Sal couldn't perform. He totally <laughs> choked and he was so upset. It was the biggest disappointment on the show, but yet, you know, interesting. A complete letdown. Yes. A complete letdown. Sal fucking it up. Look at him. <laughs> Who's that? You, Sal? That's Richard. Oh. Look, Sal sucks. Watch. Uh, hey, I'm choking. You fucking moron. Hold on a second. Why are you fucking it up, Sal? I'm getting pee shy, Howard. I'm, I never, this never happened to me before. Come on, you peckerhead. Uh, I, I farted. Now you're going to drop? Like <laughs> I can't. <laughs> douchebag. I've never been more disappointed in him. <laughs> mm. That was really weird. It was. And then after the show, he did it and it worked. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of things. This with, the, with the staff, Jason lost 78 pounds. Ronnie moved to Las Vegas. Two of our guys got engaged. Sal was the, talking about that he could communicate with animals this year. Yeah, he's communicating with more um, non-human 
beings. Yeah. Howard, I locked eyes and communicated with a squirrel. <laughs> I know. That's why I don't want to talk about it. Right. So I slowly approached the window, and he was about four feet away from me. And the squirrel, Howard, slowly turned around and looked right at me in my eyes. I feel like I can communicate with anything, with trees, with, with plants, with anything. Anything but humans, right. When I do meditate, I do thank trees, you know, because trees provide so much for us. <laughs> ah, my favorite bird of all time, the red cardinal. Right. Cardinals, red cardinals are angelic symbols. When I meditate and I speak to the universe, I get many red cardinals. I feel like that's from my guardian angels. Yes, yes, he does. Hey, can you imagine? He went to a zoo. They drag him out in a straitjacket. I mean, the but guy. But it was is, impressive when he could tell what all those bird sounds were. He he was he was impressive with that. Uh, Sal also admitted to jerking off in a plane bathroom, watching porn with his brother-in-law. He also got dumped by his attractive doctor for asking her <laughs> to examine his balls. That was the best. <laughs> so Sal had a big year on the show. Ronnie told us about getting a bloody nose while going down on a woman. That was a big um, a thing for Ronnie this year, if you remember that. Um, hey, you know what I thought was maybe the most disgusting revelation by a staff member this year was Richard Christie talking about how he had a van <clears throat> when he was in high school and he installed a toilet seat next to the driver's seat. Right. And um, the, that they cut a hole through the floorboard and that uh, guys would use it to shit. And here is Richard telling us that disgusting story. Like you'd go to a party, you'd be drinking, and if you had to take a shit, rather than, you just go into your van and shit. Rather than them going out to shit in the woods or something, they would just get in the passenger side of my van and we'd watch them and watch their face, like with them grunting and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we'd all wait. We'd kind of lean down where you see, like, at the bottom of the van, and we'd wait for the shit to pop onto the ground. And it was It was like entertainment at a keg party. Sometimes we'd put ice in it and use it for a cooler, too, but, like, there'd be toilet streaks in there. Yeah. <laughs> like, you'd have to really <laughs> be we... careful which beer you grabbed. Oh, I mean, that is really gross. I mean, He never God. ceases to impress. You know, when you think he said the most disgusting right. thing you've ever heard, he always comes up with something better. You know, okay, so you had a toilet in your van, but... Then you put ice in it and use it as a refreshment yeah, center. With the shit I mean, freaks still there. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's outrageous. <laughs> uh, there was also a lot of fighting on the show this year. Every year we have fighting. Ronnie's big feud with apples was a big topic. Yes. Some people hate it. Some people like it. Because the uh, any call from apples immediately sets Ronnie off. I mean, um, all right, here, here's a montage of some angriest moments from Apples and Ronnie for the year. I told you, this guy rubbed me the wrong way right from the beginning. Yeah, you're not my friend. You're not anything to me, dude. You're fucking dog shit under my it, shoe. Well, he's a fucking asshole. The he's a fucking asshole. It's the asshole. Haven't heard this asshole in a long time. He's just a fucking... What type of Fuck yourself. He, fucking, fucking face. The fucking jerk. The fucking joke. Fucking laugh. Because he's a fucking <laughs> moron. I just go fuck yourself, you moron. Moron on the phone has the fucking moron. He's a moron. Joke. He's a hey. moron. He's a fucking right. moron. Howard. He's a fucking mm. moron. You're a psychopath. Hello. Just just hang up on him. Hang up on him and I'll talk to you all you want. Just hang up on this asshole. Hey. Hang up already. <laughs> just hang up the goddamn phone. <laughs> <laughs> the crazy thing is it started over nothing. Do you remember what started at all? It was when uh, Apple saw a picture of Ronnie's fiance Stephanie on Instagram. 
and he called in and he asked whose cereal was in the background and uh, That's right. and that was it set ronnie off he accused apples of trying to uh say that Stephanie was eating Lucky Charms because Beth was eating Lucky Charms and uh, World War One started over For Lucky Charms. For whatever reason, that makes Ronnie really angry. Yeah. He doesn't want to seem derivative. Even the allegation, yeah, even the charge just sets him off. Yeah, if you ever want to get to Ronnie, you just say, hey, you're trying to be like Howard, and that'll <laughs> do it. I've learned that from apples. Yeah. So thank you for that lesson. Oh, Ronnie, you're just trying to be like me. Oh, no, I'm not. I, I got my own man. Uh. Uh, also, I do want to mention a couple of whack pack moments from the year, if I may, in the year in review. Uh, high pitch Eric, when he called in his low pitch Eric, his new character. Oh, yes. We had high pitch and low pitch on the phone at the same time. I thought it was a very, very big highlight of the low year. Low pitch. How come high pitch? Is always talking about like fucking Donnie Wahlberg and having sex with Donnie Wahlberg. How, you know he must be gay, right, Low Pitch? Well, he loves Donnie Wahlberg and he loves Blue Bloods. So, I mean, that's his prerogative. Well, Low Pitch, wow. who do you who do you want to fuck? <laughs> yeah, do you want to fuck? I'm telling you, this Low Pitch is much more intelligent than I. Am. <laughs> low Pitch, who do you want to fuck, Jenny McCarthy or Donnie Wahlberg? Jenny McCarthy. Oh, okay, wow. high pitch. Who do you want to fuck, Jenny McCarthy or Donnie Wahlberg? Donnie Wahlberg. There you go, high pitch, low pitch. Amazing. Amazing. Ask Napkin Ed. We we hadn't spoken to him for a few years, but this year he uh, reemerged. He he a, came back. Yeah, that was a comeback. A comeback of 2021. Ask Napkin Ed. We found out that. Um, our own Chris Wilding does a spot-on impression of Ed. We called him Ass Napkin Chris, and we had our own Ass Napkin Chris talk to Ed about how they both have ass worms, and it was <laughs> fabulous from this year. Do you ever put your phone up to your ass, like, see if you can hear them? No. Hey, hang on, I'll do it now. You hear that? Yeah. Yeah, I do. You hear that, man? Yeah, what, what is this? I, I think it's the worms. Damn, you got them worse than me. I'm going to put a, a, like a grape up to my ass. What? I think they're going to eat it. Damn. Yeah, listen. <laughs> Fucker's gone. Huh. Whole grape is gone. Yours is more like a, a tapeworm or a snake or... Yeah, they're long, angry fuckers, too. What was it, like a piece of spaghetti? Yeah. Sounds like a Raymond noodle or something. Yeah. <laughs> ass Napkin Ed making a big comeback with Ass Napkin Chris. A Raymond noodle. <laughs> yeah, Raymond. <laughs> Rough year for Wendy, the slow adult. I should mention that. She spent part of the year living in a car with her mother. Yeah. And they would, they would sleep in the parking lot of a Cracker Barrel. They were looking for a home. But yeah, they had but to who, go search for it. But who knew that Cracker Barrel like, lets you sleep in the parking lot at night? But they do. We do now. Yeah, we learned. And then they finally moved into a house. And Wendy then thought it was haunted by her dead dad. <laughs> I remember this. Like I was like, Jesus, they get they can't catch a break. My cat can see my daddy, and I can see him too. What do you mean by that? We can see his ghost spirit. 
So you're seeing ghosts in your new house? Yep. I can hang with my ghost dad every day. So your new house is haunted <laughs> by the spirit of your dead father? Yep. And Robin's been playing with him, too. Been going nuts. Your cat has been playing with your ghost dad? Yep. So can you actually see the ghost? <laughs> no. Yes, I can. <laughs> Yeah, her health, I worry about that, too. I know, she sounds like she's possessed. And how does she know her cat can see her ghost dad? I mean, does the cat talk to her and say, hey, I see your dad? I mean... Well, I guess the cat's playing around or doing something, and she just assumes that that's because the cat can see her dad. I see. By the way, no year in review would be complete without the list of things I hate. The guys track everything. (laughs) That's right. Every conversation I have with Robin, they they make a, a note of things I hate. I'm shocked by some of these things. Sometimes I forget what I hate, but here it is. <laughs> I hate leaving my house. I hate flowers. I hate the word party. I hate parties. I hated that fucker, Prince Charles. What a maggot. I hate talking on Zoom. I hate when people waste the time of the police. I hate April Fool. I've always hated being on the radio. I love it, but I hate it. I hate texting. I hate social media. The one thing I hate is when people take my picture. I hate listening to my radio shows. I hate wearing socks. And I hate to quote science i hate having a live audience i think it's the worst thing ever i hate going anywhere for pleasure i hate spray miguel i hate that guy miguel i hate unrequited love i can't stand when i go to a concert and they sing along i hate it i hate that show i'm not watching it squid games not watching it i hate chucky such a little fuck i hate when people use that word ocd beth and i hate the same people i hate when people's superpowers get stolen i hate that fucking halloween i hate that fucking halloween i tell you i hate the whole thing i hate it i i hate you all that's why i hide in my house i'm so happy in quarantine i don't want to deal with anybody (laughs) i hate a lot i even hate yes you do use the hate word a lot there were a lot of things i hated in 2021 but I don't think it's good for you. I really don't. Well, you, you know, be you're right. Hating so much. Well, you want to know something in all seriousness? Uh, mm-hmm. The people have said to me, make a love list instead of a hate list. But <laughs> and here's it's my very love list. short. <laughs> it's Metamucil, <laughs> Beth, Robin, and my bed. And that's it. Oh, my goodness. Of course, my kids. But Of course. Yeah, that's always like a given. It goes without saying. Of course. But, you know, I was talking to an expert on World War II. He says, you know, I listened to your hate list. Hitler didn't have that much hate. He even liked <laughs> things more than you did. This is why, This is the only reason I worry about you becoming president. Yeah. Because you hate oh. so many things. You should be scared if I become president. <laughs> I don't hate my staff, but I do get annoyed by them. In 2021, of course, I always get annoyed by uh, my staff. Uh, people are so annoying. Everything about Gary annoys me. I don't know why. Uh, Gary just seems to have endless time, and it annoys me. So I get ticked off at Gary if he has a beanbag chair. I get ticked off at Gary if he's making his ashes into vinyl. I guess I got annoyed when I heard Gary spend time researching the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame voting. Richard was annoying. He took three months paternity leave. I mean, give me a break. <laughs> what was going on there? I think that Benji is so annoying and so insincere in therapy. J.D. 
annoys me, the way he's like wasting money on baseball cards. Ralph started texting me right before the Mick Jagger interview, and I got very annoyed. Who am I annoyed with? Like Sal. Like, yeah, I still can't figure out how Sal is funny. They said T. It annoyed me. I, why can't they say the word gossip? Why are they saying T? You know me. Everybody just annoys me. Everyone annoys me, Robin. Yeah, you get annoyed by a lot of things. You yeah, can't I let do. anything go. Nothing just washes over you. No, you now you, you sound have like that. Register an opinion about it, and it's usually you, sound, you don't like it. Now you sound like my wife. She says you're so <laughs> negative. I mean, it goes on all day and night, and I don't even well, realize there are I'm times doing it. after the show where you will have made fun of something that your father does or used to do. Yeah, and I would say to myself, "Does he realize that he does that?" That's right. I the do same realize. Is his father? I'm caught in a loop. <laughs> By the way, let's point out that Gary was half of my annoying list. So that's true. Yeah. Gary gets to annoy you more than anyone. I, I feel bad for Gary, so I don't even point out most of the things that he annoys me about now. Yeah. I just got keep quiet. You stop. <laughs> I did. I did. I, you know. What I do you do with I... them? Do you write them down just so you can get them out? <laughs> sometimes I do, honestly. Ooh. I, I, I do bite my tongue sometimes. I, 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 I hate that I get annoyed. I don't, I hate getting annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's a real problem. Let me end on a positive note. 2021, we had some great musical performances. Yes. Right? We had, uh, I mean, I'm just going to name a few. Metallica with Miley Cyrus, Ed Sheeran, Coldplay, Foo Fighters, Brandy Carlisle. I mean. Yeah, it I was an amazing thought. list this year. Absolutely. So close, no matter how far. Couldn't be much more. on that one yeah oy, oy, oy. brandy carlisle oy, oy, oy. right that's all you can say yeah. no it's from heaven it's i from definitely heaven. think there is a heaven now uh, 
Hi, Kevin B. How do you make that sound? I'll tell you. That's when I go, you know what? I want to stay on this planet just so I can hear stuff like that. That makes me that well, makes you'll me hear it, but Jay said, you know, you can hear it. Yeah. You can hear it after you die? Good. Thank you, JD. All right, I'll take one last call. We'll get out of here, Robin, and uh, we'll resume tomorrow. Let's go to Andy. Andy in Georgia. Hi, Andy. Hmm. No Andy. Andy? Hey, you there? Oh. Oh. Hey, what up? Hey. You know, I called you guys in 1982 from Norwalk, Connecticut. Yeah, I remember you. Oh, yeah, right. Anyways. It was um, a Tuesday, I believe, 1982. Yeah, a long time ago. I'm in Atlanta now, but lived in L.A. for 29 years. Okay. And the people there just don't get me started, so we came to Atlanta. Anyway, I have a really good act. Uh, I've been doing stand-up for seven years. I sent a tape to AGT. Let me give you some advice before you talk about AGT. I'll give you whatever insight you want. When you say, Andy, oh, I lived in L.A., don't get me started about the people there. So we moved to Atlanta. I I take umbrage with that because... I have found, I've lived all over the country in my radio career, and people are pretty much the same everywhere. There are nice people, there are bad people. When you blame your problems on, oh, the people on in L.A., it means you're the problem. Because I, I lived in Detroit. I lived in Hartford. I lived everywhere I lived, I found nice people. And I never once said, oh, woe is me. The reason I can't live somewhere is because of the people. Don't get me started. Okay, I understand. You're right. That's my point of, of view. Yeah, and, and I do have a lot of friends, um, believe it or not. I go to a psychiatrist. I wanted to thank you about the Metamucil crackers, by the way. Two packs did it for me. Absolutely. I make beautiful <laughs> movements from Metamucil. They're not a Lovely. sponsor of mine, but I do talk them up. Oh. Uh, I had uh, an issue, and uh, now I have beautiful movements. Uh, you should see yep. what comes out of me from that Metamucil extra Andy. fiber. <laughs> me and Andy. Thank it's you so much. Beautiful. Anyway, on, beautiful. on AGT, what, what kind of advice? <laughs> Thank you. Oh. What are you again? What do you? How did you? You want to get on America's Got Talent? What do you do? I sent them a tape. It, it was professionally done. It was good, and they say that you'll be contacted by spring. What of do you do? Oh, I'm a stand-up. Okay. All right. Now, first of all, I'm glad to hear you're a stand-up, and I'll tell you why. You sound like a lot of stand-ups I know who don't make it. Oh, I don't want to tell you about L.A. Oh, you should see those people. Forget. In other words, my problems aren't that I'm not funny. My problem is the people in L.A. don't know funny when they see it. See, that's the loser mentality. Well, you know, loser. it's interesting because when she started that way, I thought there was going to be a joke afterward like no. that's what a comedian would do there's something funny about it so I andy what do you oh. what do you want to know you want to know why you weren't selected for america's got talent what is it you're asking me no i'm i'm i don't know the time period um i was going to send you guys a tape and, and have you evaluate it i'll watch it i didn't know that uh, i'll watch um, it but i'm going to be honest with you if you're good, I'll tell you. But if you're not, I'll tell you too. No, and I'm going to tell you something else, Andy. 
What happened? <laughs> you sent a tape to America's Got Talent and they didn't get in touch with you? Uh, um, not so far. They say it could be up to spring. The casting director for it contacted me, though, and said, oh. hey, I like I like the way you spell your name. And she was kind of um, a little, she was very nice, but I, just, I don't know the result. When did you send but the anyway, tape? I'm sorry? When did you send the tape? Um, probably about a month ago. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, first of all, I'll tell you this. I, I would have no idea how they have a selection process. In other words, I sat there, there were a bunch of producers on that show and they would bring people out. So I don't know how they select and I don't know how long it takes, but I can tell you they do get a lot of submissions. So waiting a month, the fact that anybody contacted you and said they like the way you spell your name or something, I mean, that's probably a good sign that at least they're you're on their radar. Yeah, but yeah. I would imagine somebody who was rejected out of hand would not have heard from anyone. What 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 has she called you to say? I like how you spell your name. That's an unusual call, but is that what she no, said? No, um, we were friends on Facebook, and she messengered me. Oh, okay. She liked how you spelled your name, and she, and so you sent her a tape, and now you're waiting to hear. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't know. I don't know I, what what. Can I, I send how. you guys it? Is there any? Sure. Well, you're not gonna give me an email I'd on watch them. it, but I'm a, here's what I'm afraid. I'm. I'm kind of brutally honest, and I don't want to destroy you. And, and this is the problem I had even with America's Got Talent. Most people that I meet, especially in America, because I don't go anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, everybody you meet is in America. Everyone I meet is in my house, honestly, <laughs> if I can be honest. But when uh, this is a sad reality. If I watched your tape and I said to you, gee, it's not very good and here's why. I would never say to you it's not good. I would tell you why I don't think it's good. Um, yeah. That's, and th that's and what then I most want. people give up. They go, shit, I suck. Fuck it. I'm going to go get a regular job. Uh, well, I have I been had told. A sales career forever. That's right. I have been told many times in my life that I suck on the, on the radio. In fact, just recently I was told that. In fact, yesterday I was told that. But I never <laughs> take no for an answer. I always believed in myself and I believed that I had something to say and that I'd be good to be on the radio. So in a way, I hate to evaluate your tape because I don't want you to give up. You should, you know, look, if you're really horrible, you're wasting your time. But if you, if you got some potential, you should. Awards. What was what that? I won some awards in LA and here. Oh, all right. Well, maybe you are good. How old are you? You know what it's, I'm bipolar. It turns out I'm bipolar, so the whole thing is about mental health, and I'm trying to uh, put an end to the stigma associated with mental illness. So that's the theme of it, and I thought that'd be something good to get out there. <laughs> Certainly. Well, how old are you? Your age, 67. Oh, my God. Don't say my Perfect age. time to start. Yeah, you're not very funny. You just shocked the shit out of me. I'm not 67, oh. honey. I don't know what show you're listening to. Uh, no. Uh, listen, Rodney Dangerfield made it late in life. By late in life, I mean in his 40s. Uh, I know. Uh, Grandma Moses was around your age and made it as a painter. But uh, I don't know, man. Uh, you know How many comedians start at that age? I don't know. Exactly. Well, you know what? You sound right for America's Got Talent. 
You know what I mean? Like an old lady kind of comedy. That sounds right up uh, their alley. Uh, and between Heidi and Simon, you should really be a hit. Uh, they, they're pretty much experts on comedy. Um, <laughs> and I don't even know. Who's the judges now? Simon, I know. Big fucking Simon. Loser. I hadn't heard that there were any judge changes. Yeah, Sophia Vergara, right. Heidi, and Howie. Yeah. yeah. Well, Howie knows something about comedy. You can trust that. Of but course, yeah, Simon yeah. Cowell, I don't know how this guy, Simon Cowell didn't know anything about anything. I don't even know. Right, I told you him. the other day we were looking at Jennifer Hudson on that uh, Hall of Fame Awards, and she yeah. was amazing. I said, they kicked her off uh, yeah. American Idol. Simon Cowell's right. so good, he kicked off Jennifer Hudson. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I would hate for my career to be judged by him, but the show is good in terms of starting careers. I was talking to a guy I met outside. I was walking around just recently, mm-hmm. and I met um, this guy, uh, Oz, Oz Perlman. He was a mentalist. He was on AGT. So, Howard, I got to thank you. You were a big proponent of my uh, career. You were really pushing for me. Uh, I was on AGT. He goes, my career has skyrocketed. This guy is busy 24 hours a day. Thank you. Thank you. But he was a real talent. Oz Perlman. Um, But, uh, you know, with comics, that too, maybe it could launch something. But I don't know, 67-year-old woman. But, you know. Uh, I always point to Clara Peller, the Where's the Beef woman. Where's the she Beef? She was 80-something yeah, when she hit. I know. That was a big deal. Where's the Beef? You remember that? Now, I'm a little edgy maybe for them. For instance, um, you young people mm. like, to, you, you young people are into threesomes. I would never do that. Who needs two guys who don't know what they're doing? <laughs> I like that joke. That's, That's a, a good, good joke. joke. Yeah. All right. The whole thing's like that. But what email? You can't say on the air your email. Should I go online and find it? I could have somebody give you a, a uh, address to send it. Oh, okay, great. I like that. Do you joke. go to clubs? Do you perform? Oh, yeah. I'm not a headliner, but I, I feature, you know, I open for local talent and stuff like that. No, well, I'll tell you I'm, what. I'm actually very dirty, so I had to clean it up. Yeah, Here's a dirty that. one. Um, I'm so sick of I'm so sick of the sexual harassment. Everywhere is sexual harassment. You girls are baby. It's only sexual harassment if you mind. I had a, a boss whip it out, yeah. and you either suck it or you don't. I don't know about you, but I'd rather suck a dick than file all afternoon. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty funny. I kind of like your style. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So I had to clean it up for the tape, but yeah, right. if you can get me, I, I'm dying to get your advice. Hmm. I like that line. If uh, if, if I'd rather yeah. suck a dick than file all day, I like that. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty funny, yeah. actually. Here's yeah. one. Here's one for you, Robin. My mother's annoying. She's always giving me this, this shitty advice. She says it's better to go to bed with a good book than a bad man. Robin, you try getting a Kindle into your vagina. <laughs> yeah. you're, good. Know, you're good you're good you got something yeah i don't know so, why you haven't um, made it yeah well i just have to work harder at it to be honest i look about 57 like that's so young but oh, um, i'm very immature so um and there's like good genetics it. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd listen to your tape. It sounds like you got some. Uh, well, Mildred is on the phone. She's 67, and she says she's funnier than you. So let me talk yeah. to her. Hi, Mildred. <laughs> Hi. I sent in a tape to AGT, but I didn't hear anything back, but I want to say some of my jokes for you. All right, let me hear a joke from you. I'm funnier than Andy. Knock, knock. Who's there? No, we're supposed to say who's there. Oh, <laughs> who's there? Knock, 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 Mike. What? Mike. Mike who? Oh, my, Mike who? My tongue hangs down to my knees. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny, take too. My cunt. Somebody take my cunt. Why does a chicken... Okay, here's another one. Why is a chicken cross the road? Why? Because I was trying to shove it up my cunt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, I mean, and then my big closing bit, I eat Metamucil crackers, and I sit all over a glass coffee table. Ah. Well, that's like a, uh, okay, that, that's Mildred. a good bit. All right, thank you, Mildred. <laughs> so how, right. yeah, um, who's going to tell me where to send it to you, you and Robin? Uh, I'll, I'll put you on hold. And uh, yeah, the, Matt wants to say hello from Pennsylvania. Hi, Matt. Hey, now. Good morning, Howard. Hey, now. Morning, Robin. Good morning. Hey now, this that broad sounded fucking hot. Oh, thank Andy? you. Hmm, very nice. Okay. Oh yeah. All right. Wait, I really just want to say good morning. I don't really have much to say. I fucking love All you guys. All right, get the fuck off. Got nothing to say. He goes. I called in just like not Andy. To say anything. Yeah, Andy. <laughs> he thought she was hot. Uh, yeah, Gary. I guess I I almost we don't want to watch. Yeah, I know, but I almost don't want to watch Andy's tape because you're afraid to watch it now. Well, I'm afraid to watch it because where's it going to lead? What if I tell her it's not that good? Although, no, that's like all right. I got tough skin. I was in sales for 30 years. All right. All right. Here's our address. Spam at SiriusXM.com. <laughs> yeah, right. No. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you what. Let me put you on hold and I will watch it. I, I I will watch it, okay? Oh, I love it. Thank you. You right. and Robin are great. Um, can you imagine time flying, 1982? And you answered the phone. Hi, you're on the air. All right, Andy. Hold on. All right, you're a doll. Thank you so nice, much. Let me nice yeah, get the address. All right. Yeah, Gary will pick up. Just worried something's wrong because, <clears throat> you know, she was out in L.A., she, I, guess, I assume she's been doing this for, for years and years and years. I don't know. Um, I don't want to sit there and break the heart of some 67-year-old woman who's, you know, you know what I mean? So, so, but, so let's you know, say get the for tape. years and years and years, we've been sitting here waiting for some undiscovered talent to <laughs> drop you think us this the is tape. It? <laughs> you think we've got it in Andy? This okay. could be it. No, I'll watch the tape. You know, honestly, even like it got real old for me after like three or four years of doing America's Got Talent, like sitting there telling people whether they have talent or not. And then sometimes you even had to bullshit them, you know, and and you couldn't be mean to somebody with an affliction or something like that. So, right. you know, you're kind of like, hey, yeah, yeah, you're going to make it. Sure. Yeah, right. 
um, you know, you know, I don't hang around a lot of comedy clubs, but from what I know, almost every comedy open mic has an old lady that walks in and thinks she's funny. You know, is that true? Yeah. You know what I might do? I might get her tape forwarded over to Jerry Seinfeld and let him deal with it. Ah, ah, that'd be ah. really terrible for you to do to her. <laughs> I'll do that. I'll give it to Jerry. One of the greatest oh. comedians in the world. You're going to yeah. have him evaluate her. Tape? Yeah, that, that's uh, yes, his bag. Thank you. Thank Stand up comedy. But, um. I mean, she had a couple of good lines there. I, I, I think the she end, has something. I did, it wasn't something oh. I'd heard before. Right. And her delivery was pretty good, so it's not easy to make a phone call and be funny. How often does that happen? I mean, right. you know, what's his name? Speech impediment man has been trying to do that for years. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, she, she was somewhat encouraging. So. But if I don't. If I don't like the tape, what I'm going to do, and I'm being honest, I'm just going to tell her, I said, you know, I forwarded your tape to Jimmy Kimmel and he loved it. So I'm going to put you in touch with him. Well, just tell her you forwarded it. You can't tell her what Jimmy thought no, I'm gonna. going to do. You're no, gonna that's what I'm going to I'm going to do that. I'm going to say, you know who loves your tape? Jimmy Kimmel. I'm, here's his number. You call him about it. He wants to talk to you about your comedy. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Kimball, Kimball. I'm going to do that because well, I don't want to just pretend you never got it. Stand up comedy is so difficult. You know, it really is hard. It's a hard, it's a hard thing to crack. Uh, like the Beatles documentary, you, you know, you told you, you watch Jerry Seinfeld, all of them, they work their asses off. The ones that make it work their asses off and they, you know, they have to sit and really think this stuff through. And they have to you know, develop a voice, a point of view. A, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's a really a tough deal because there is no chart. And you know, the other side of the coin is let's say she sends me her tape and I get it and she's a genius. I don't want to deal with that either. Why not? I, because I, I, I got my own problems. <laughs> you know what if I mean? She's a genius. All uh, you have to do is put her on. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> too much but i'll watch your tape i promised her i'd watch it i'll do it uh anyway it's been a long morning 